Hey everyone, uh, welcome to the Centered and Sent podcast. I'm your host, David Simfukwe, and our goal still remains. We want to live our lives Jesus-centered and Jesus-sent. Uh, so this week, our oldest sister, Abby, is going to lead the discussion. Uh, we'll be reading Ephesians chapters 5 and 6, and this is where Paul is uh, finishing up his letter to the church at Ephesus, uh, continuing to give instructions on how to live a Christian life. Um, but however, uh, this week is a little different because instead of us splitting each book between two people like we usually do, uh, we'll just take turns reading throughout the time and discuss what stood out uh, to us. But this episode is almost three hours long. I know, pretty uh, up there. But I recommend just grabbing a cup of coffee or tea. No judgment here, of course. And enjoy. God bless. Does anybody have a win for the week? Oh, uh, well, not really a win or a lose, but just something that you're struggling with, too. Anybody? No, I'm still recovering from the prayer. From prayer? Sometimes um, I think authenticity is the way of doing things. So just like you said, like being open. Because um, a lot of people want to know how you overcame, um, and then also how you trust God and how that, how you and you plus God equals overcoming. You know what I mean? So in that kind of sense, because like a lot of people want to hear real life stories. It is easier said than done when it comes to like scriptures and stuff. Because people always go like, okay, no, I need something tangible. Like, how did you do it? You know, and you know how did you overcome that? Whatever that is. So those are the things that we um, normally like go through when it comes to life. So and then on top of like you sharing from others, I believe that from that stance, it's just you feel that way because you're not in that position. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So you're always curious about that position. So it's not necessary that you don't 
give in or whatever because I know you're a very personal person you like to have relationships and stuff like that so it's I think it's a good thing to care about people's lives and getting to know them better that's why you you easily make friends because you're very um, engaging in a sense so don't look at that as a shortcoming but also look at it as in you know yeah and ask the Holy Spirit what I do with conversations most of the times when I'm meeting people I always ask the Holy Spirit I'm like God I normally don't go anywhere but I'm asking you like if I meet people what am I supposed to say because I'm very I'm an awkward person like all the time so I'm like I need to be intentional in my conversations mm-hmm. are they seasoned with salt all that stuff that's what I normally like to do so like you know I just don't like to be around people a lot so when I'm around people I ask the Holy Spirit I'm like what is it that you want me to say mm-hmm. you know so those are things like if you're that type of person like for me I'm always asking the Holy Spirit like what do you want me to say anybody else <laughs> um, and something that uh, like and a revelation on like becoming more compassionate mm-hmm. like a more feminine spirit for me I'm usually like straightforward and say whatever I feel mm-hmm. but I started seeing like I started paying more close attention to like the reactions and I'm like um, I don't like being the you know like the, the person that's always being the uh, you know the one that releases the elephant in the room mm-hmm. and then now you gotta deal with it mm-hmm. you gotta be like everybody looking at you like you the bad guy <laughs> like, uh, sometimes you like my dad say shut up <laughs> 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 Yeah, that makes sense. Anybody else? Anybody got a win? What about you, D? Mm-hmm. D. Well, sometimes for me, I feel like I'm a strong-willed person, so I, I always tend to come out uh, like very strong because I'm very um. I, I know my strengths, so then again, I'm just like you know, because uh, I used to kind of like shy away from my strength, but then um, somebody told me that be yourself. That's the way, like, that's the way you are. But most of the times I try to be um, considerate because I'm very, um, like, verbal. Like, I speak my mind. Like, sometimes I don't filter anything. And I'm just like, oops, did I just say that? And then uh, what happens is, like, whenever I say those things and then I'm like, oh, you know, I heard somebody else's feelings. Maybe I should have said it differently. I wanted to say that, but I just should have said it more kinder. Does that make sense? Like, I wanted to say whatever it is, but it's just the way it comes out. So that's what I'm learning, like, to mm-hmm. learn how to... Know, know people and how they are so that I can give them the message instead of just coming out like it's true because <laughs> I feel that's how I feel sometimes I'm like ah, did I just say that oh whenever like I just noticed that right now like David asked me a question immediately I was like yeah, snap and I was like <laughs> when you asked me about like what do you want to say so for me in my head I was like that's a dumb question like when do we, have, when do we ever ask about see my mind was already when do we ever ask people about sitting like you know so I'm already like what like, like I'm already like <laughs> in my mind so like defense so all those things but I tend like what the enemy uses that in my weakness is that he makes me ponder upon it for a while because I'm like oh you hurt somebody's feelings da, 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 da. and I keep on singing in my head the whole time and then that becomes like something that like spiritually locks me in a way I guess but I'm learning how to throw things away just throw them away throw everything away and that's it somebody's phone so anybody else Seth what's your win this week 
Do you have anything that God has done for you this week? we have watching so many Christian stuff, so I don't know who's talking. I'm like, this one, this one, this one, this one, and stuff. Um, but something, like, sometimes I, I always get confused because I feel like sometimes the Holy Spirit, like, talks to me in my sleep, so I'm, like, wondering, is this reality, or is it? So I get confused between, the you know, the real world and then, you know, the spiritual world. Uh, and you, Henry, what's the win for this week? You don't have anything to praise God for this week? What surprise you? No, I'm just saying like... Not knowing. Oh. Not anything. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, um, Anybody else? No? No, I, I can add another one. Um, I know for me... Uh, I think speaking on the mentoring issue... Um, or... or Actually, I haven't mentioned that actually. I'm entering, like, oh, speaking into people's lives and then speaking into your life and stuff like that. Uh, this was made apparent on Saturday when I made a friend at the cleaning thing mm-hmm. that we're doing at church. Um, he was younger, he was in high school, and um, he's, he's cool because he also was like, the little kids were following him. So it was like, like this nice hierarchy <laughs> of, of people. Uh, really aspiring uh, dude and he even told me, he's like, yeah, I'm going to keep, I'm going to follow you because you're a pretty cool dude. And I was like, oh, okay. Wow. And That's amazing. What, what that showed me, what today when I was thinking about it, it showed me, it reminded me of our cousins, mm-hmm. Jacob, Joshua, and Shiloh. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh, Jacob, being the oldest one, he actually kind of did the same thing, but he didn't say it. He just did it, right? He, he followed, I don't know if you remember those instances when we went to Texas followed us, uh, he followed me, he looked up to me, and what I saw was like, he, he you know, his dad um, working all the time, he's not, you know, he needs someone to look up to, and mm-hmm. in that moment, I was there. Um, yeah, you guys should um, reconnect with those kids, like at least, you know, once, once in a month. Yeah. Not all the time, because I know the, the parents are very strict, like at least <laughs> once a month. Yeah. You know. It's not going to come this year. 
I think what that showed me though was that I needed to work on um, what is it? allowing people to see me in that light as someone that they can look up to. And mm-hmm. I'll explain what I mean. Because um, I want to be, I want, I want to look up to certain people, right? I want to be mentored by people. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's that's something. Whenever I worship, I'm realizing I'm, I'm, a, um, what is it? I'm uh, viewing God more as a friend. I know everyone's like, you know, view God as a father, mm-hmm. but I'm viewing God more as a friend because that's what I've always wanted in life is like that li- lifelong friend. Um, and as you noticed, most of my friends they come and go. So Lucas came and then went, <laughs> and I'm always like, God, what? What are you doing? Like these are again good Christian people that are coming in my life. Why do they just keep coming and yeah, coming and going? <laughs> um, so still figuring that out. But uh, what is realized, yeah, when people look up to you and they're mentoring you, uh, there's sometimes I will admit that I don't like that. I'm always like, because I want that myself first. Let me figure it out with these persons, and then I'll come to you, and then we can figure it out ourselves and mentor and whatnot. Um, yeah. And obviously it's a problem because uh, you know god may want me in that role for certain people yeah uh and then also if i internalize it and i it can become something that i dislike about Mm -hmm. a specific person and that's a that's a terrible thing Mm -hmm. that's a very terrible thing because fast forward to today there was a guy that (laughs) came in (laughs) to church he started serving for the first time Mm -hmm. and i was like what like i was like trying to figure out like why is he serving now like in my mind i'm being honest with you guys i'm being honest with you guys i'm like what the heck why is he here what the heck and then i realized i'm like wait a second i remember that conversation that you had with him where you were he came to you and asked you what do you do right and then you told him everything like what do you expect <laughs> you know maybe he's going to want to come yeah. and to do this mm-hmm. so do it you know just be okay with that people will use and take your word and run with it you know what yeah. i mean um because it's um i think it's um the the value when someone looks up to you they value that that's why i was tell rachel all the time I'm like just because i tell you something you need to make a relationship and that's the same thing that i tell people i'm like uh when we value people more we are going to get hurt and i've seen that like i remember one time uh, i think i disappointed koreana and then she's like of all you you're supposed to be a godly woman and i was like but i'm human does that make sense mm-hmm. i was like i make mistakes all the time i was like i am not god don't put me on that pedestal like mm-hmm. i might have this but i'm gonna always make mistakes don't put me in that shelter where that you know i'm even scared to be myself because i'm scared that i might offend you because you have this perception about me and stuff like that or you're not perfect you know? yeah <laughs> and that's basically what happens and i tell people i'm like no I'm being honest. This is my life. So when you see that mistake, you're like, oh, you know, this is not what it is. But it's the same thing. It's like the same thing. That's why I tell people, I'm like, develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit and stop depending on. It's the same thing for me. I, I feel the same way. So I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I feel that on other people, too. You know, and I'm like, develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Whatever I tell you is not the final answer. You take it to God because you never know if I was, you know, having some a bad day and I just told you some wrong advice that sounded so good. You know, and what I mean by that is like, you know, a lot of people have, and this is what Uncle David was, um, you just came up from the page. (laughs) 
Uncle David and I were having a conversation yesterday. It was very interesting. Um, you know, it was basically the value of somebody, right? People around you don't value you. We're talking about value. Like, people around you don't value you. But when, like, say, for instance, you give somebody some advice, right? I'm the Amba. I'm going to give Seth some advice. And Seth goes like, oh, yeah, it's just me, Amba, right? Because I know what Liamba's history is, I know what Liamba has done, so I'm not going to care. But somebody else comes and gives Seth the same advice, and Seth is like, oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh my goodness, I'm just going to love this person. And I'm like, but I just gave you the same advice. What's the difference? So it's all about valuing people, undermining people, understanding like you know where this person came from and how this person is, and that's the way it is, in a sense. So, and me and Kodeo were talking about those things. Um, you know, understanding like the nature of people and not putting people pedestal but acknowledging that you know you know god is the center of every conversation regardless of anything else and not specifically what happened it was a powerful conversation that we had i never like i told uncle david straight up about god like we just went on and stuff and if you get to talk to people you get to understand them you're like oh it's not what it is even though they don't show you know that perception of how god has worked because he went in detail about god and i was just like that is awesome so yeah regardless of say anything else like that i think that you know whenever we go through life and then whenever somebody breaks whatever or they're not perfect or they don't show that i think um it's not saying that give room to people to be like sinful or whatever but to understand that whatever somebody tells you take it to the lord everybody has the error okay that's why god wants you to develop a relationship but not to make somebody as an idol and not especially what happened and that's the same thing that i'm falling for too you know the validation of human beings and understanding that I'm not going to always be perfect, and understanding the uh, the thing that the topic of all the conversation for yesterday was just basically understanding that God is the one who called me. So whatever whatever people have as an opinion is invalid, and that's I don't know if you guys saw Miss um, Shanika's video. Did anybody see it? Yeah, where she she explained she was like you know people will always have a something to say about what you say but stick to your ground and say what god has told you to say and that's it so for me that was a confirmation because that's a battle that i've been fighting with people's opinions you know all around like you need to do this no you need to sit down like that's just point blank period because god has called us to be different and i'm different i'm not going to be like everybody else i'm not going to teach the word of god like everybody else i have my own way of teaching you know it's me i'm the that's my character <laughs> So, um, anything else? Does anybody else have anything? No? I think this is also why I never really put too much of my, um, what would you call it? Like, the, I remember in speech class, the speech teacher was just asking a general question, who do you look up to? And everyone was always like, oh, my father, my mother, they always chose that one person. Mm-hmm. I think I'm the only one in the class who was like, I don't look up to one person. I dole it out between different people because not one person, one person doesn't do everything perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I can say that dad, although he's, he was been a, he's been a great role model in um, hard work because he, he, he got two bachelor's degrees. He sacrificed so much. I remember the nights he used to stay up mm-hmm. just doing work and, and all that stuff. So I looked up to that for hard work but maybe not for something else, right? So then I go up to someone else for that, like for for compute, for IT, right? I look up to Uncle David because he's in the IT field and half of why I'm in there is because of him mm-hmm. type of thing. So I never put everything in one person. And then obviously the only person or being that I would ever put everything into is God. God. Yeah. yeah. 
That's awesome. I like that one. I like that one. So yeah, because you know we look up to people, and I think that's one of the biggest things that has always taught me to forgive people is because I've always known that people have shortcomings, right? Like with my dad, like those are the things I've always noticed. Like his shortcomings, he was so good in the Word of God and just murdering that, but his character, on the other hand, is just something else too. So all those things I understood in that kind of thing. I'm like, okay, you know, he's my dad, but I learned to forgive in that way because I'm like. He's not going to be a fool human being. So, you know, and he's not going to be like, well, he's a human being, of course, but like in holiness and all that stuff. And that's the reason why everybody has is broken. So if you te- treat people as people and not God, you always separate them from the hurt that you try to attach that from. That's how I easily forgive people. Like, just leave it alone. I'm like, this is a human being. Yeah, this is not my father. That's part of the reason why for a long time they had like a negative mind state. Because mm-hmm. like, I'm so used to being disappointed by people mm. and having these high expectations. Oh, someone's like, really? Everybody. Mm-hmm. That's how I looked at everybody. They told me this. I'm going to, I'm holding them accountable. Mm-hmm. I really believe you're going to do this. And yeah. And then. As I got older now, it's like, I'm surprised that you do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that you didn't do it. I'm surprised mm-hmm. you did it. Gotcha. Yeah, I learned to walk in disappointments all around but i've always i think disappointments always push me to god that's what they did every time when something happens i used to run to god and i think that's the same um thing that uncle david and i were talking about like you know i was just explaining to him the whole goal of the conversation was to tell him i was like uncle david you need to leave life because i asked him like are you just breathing because you know a lot of people are not intentional about their life are you just breathing do you have a purpose do you have a goal do you know what you want to do with your life? You know, and those are the things that um, a lot of people don't understand. Like they just want to breathe and move, and that's it. So for me, it's always kind of like be intentional in your life. Now, intentionality is not perfect because sometimes we wake up and we're like, I don't want to do anything. So, so I'm always trying to be intentional because life is just a vapor. Like make it count. That's what I tell people. Like make it count. So I told Uncle David, and Uncle David was just like, I think I'm just moving because you know. I'm just moving. But he sat down and then he talked about like how God moved in his life. So that was very powerful. And you know, he was yeah, it was a touching moment. Like he saw God's hand and he just kept on telling me and I was like, I've never seen Uncle David tell me so many stories. He just showed me a streak of God's hand and I was like he's like, I know it wasn't me, it was God. <laughs> so that was like really uh, amazing. And I think that that's what the Bible calls us to meditate on the word of God and remember everything that he has done so that we can move on and stuff. Um, so we are going to start and basically I'm going to, um, ask people to read because, um, everybody's going to read. And the reason why I say that is because, um, I'm just going to be, I'm going to, um, pick people to read and then I'll talk about the chapters. I'm using the Bible because it has like little titles. So that's how I was able to frame them. Now, for me, I do not take notes. So I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to lead this conversation. So let us pray. 
Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord God, that you are mighty and that you are everlasting, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, that you have a plan that is greater than our thoughts and our mind, oh God. Father God, for you created all things, oh God, to work together for good to those who love you, oh my Father God. And I pray in this moment, oh God, that we exalt your name for you are Yahweh, oh my Father God. May you come down in our midst, oh God, and just shower us with your mighty um, joy, oh God. Father God, I come against any spirit. Father God, that you are joy and that you are everlasting, oh God. And I just pray right now, oh God, that every heart that is presented over here, oh God, may you move, may your Holy Spirit move in our hearts, oh God. May, may your word be made flesh and made manifest in our bodies, oh God, in everything that you created us to be. May we be intentional in our lives, oh God. Father God, we just surrender our thoughts. We surrender everything that we are, my Father God. And we just pray, Lord God, for your word says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, O oh God. We declare and decree, O oh God, we just thank you, Lord God, for your peace and your joy. We just ask you, Lord God, even as we fellowship with one another, oh God, that your spirit will just move according to his will, according to the day that he has planned. Oh God, we just pray and we anoint the words, oh God. I just ask you, Lord God, Father God, we come against every weapon, every lies of the enemy. We just cast them into the lake of fire. We just thank you, Lord God, that you're moving in our midst, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for your manifestation of your glory over our lives, oh God. Father God, we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor in our conversations. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So uh, the first one we're going to read is Ephesians chapter 5. And it's going to be... Um, Ephesians um, yeah, 5 and 6 and then um, somebody I am going to pick on one person um, Philip you are going to read from um, uh, uh, Ephesians whose phone now I don't know before my joy runs out from the corner <laughs> okay so it's going to be um, Ephesians chapter 5 1 through 7 Philip and then the next person, Rachel, is going to be Ephesians chapter 8 through 14. And then David is going to be Ephesians chapter um, 15 through 21. And then... Oh, this one. Ephesians 5. Yeah. Yeah, Ephesians 5. And then... Okay, so I am going to... Uh, and then, Henry, you are going to read Ephesians chapter 22 all the way through 20, 30, 33. Okay, so all the readers, you guys start. Which one you said I got again? Oh, no, you don't got any. Yes. Right. <laughs> We're going to go to the next one. You don't have any yet. Okay. So. so, Ephesians 5. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children. Oh, hold on, before you go. So, uh, when you finish, we're going to discuss yours, and I'm going to stop. 
So that's what I'm doing because they have titles. So this one is Walk in Love. Okay, go ahead. Yes. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or greed, because those who are imp- uh, because those these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a person is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. <laughs> so, um, over here, I guess it's very self-explanatory because I don't want to spend so much time on these topics. So, um, what do you guys think about this verse? And I pray that you guys were reading this stuff because um, it's asking for us to, you know, basically to walk in love and not do all these things. Um, this is the the verse where you're talking about a hint mm-hmm. of sexual immorality. A hint of sexual acid. When I thought about that, I was like, a hint of sexual morality. I was like, God, we are sinners. Like, we're so bad at sinning. Everybody has a perversive mind, just saying. And, um, you know, but in this chapter, God has commanded us not to have such things. Like, not even hints of such things. So how do you live in holiness? How do you walk in purity? You know, how can we do that without... When controlling your actions. Controlling your actions. Like, it's a battlefield in your mind, but you don't have to show it on the outside. Uh-uh. The Bible says renew your mind, always. So, um, it's always rejecting whatever starts in your mind, right? Because um, one of the biggest things I tell people, I'm like, the Bible says out of the heart flows issues of life, right? So, anything that comes out from you starts from the heart. First, it started out from your mind, and then it dwelled in your heart because your heart becomes lustful, and then you want to, you know, uh, penetrate all those things from the outside, right? Your actions. So basically, um, the mind is very powerful. Um, for me, it's like I'm a seer. So when I see, and then I see something, it happens, and I'm just like, oh, okay. So, and that's the most scary thing because that's what God has showed me that my mind is very powerful because I see things. So. In that case, when your mind t- tells you something and you ponder upon it, so the Bible says, you know, we practice the word of God and reject before it, it, you know, it comes in our mind. So the first thing, you know, you're not wrong, but you, it's just understanding that when it comes, reject it immediately. You know, renew your mind because you know Ephesians chapter uh, chapter four verse uh, eight or nine says, I think on the things that I love, I think on think on the things that are pure. You know, we're going to find out later on that, you know, the word of God is commanding us to, you know, go ahead and have hymns and praise God and do all that stuff. So that's basically what it is. It is the most hardest thing, but you also have to put yourself in a standard whereby you 
what you allow in your eye gets or your mind get is what you rip off. And sometimes we rip off the consequences of those things because of things that we've done in the past. So therefore those things are going to haunt us if we allow them. So we have to constantly renew our minds and reading the word of God and doing that. Because like yesterday when I was asking the Holy Spirit, because I was having all these negative thoughts and I was asking the Holy Spirit, like, how do I change my mind? How do I, you know, grow away from all this stuff? That's why I'm asking that. And God just told me, read my word. Like, fool yourself with my word. Does that make sense? Like, that was the simplest answer. And I told him, I was like, you know, because all this time I've been crying and asking God. I'm like, help me. I need help because my mind is so negative. You know, my mind is so, you know, perversive. I need help. I'm like, what happens? Read my word. That's what he told me, just like that. I'm sure you guys learned about the video of that woman, right? When she was like, you know, I have to read the word of God. Because the enemy is very cunning, you know. And if you allow him, he will get to your mind. If you allow him, you know, sometimes I hear myself cursing. I'm like, why am I cursing? For me, it's always curse words. It's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what is wrong with me? I'll sit over there and just like curse. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, when I get upset, you know, I'm like, what in the world is going on? So that's the thing that I, you know, I have a hard time with, like curse words in my head. Like, I don't even know where they come from. I'm like, what the heck? So, you know, and it says, um, uh, any kind of impurity, greed, right? These are improper for God's holy people. And God reminds us. So, like, one of the biggest things that I'm learning in uh, the book of First uh, John chapter 4, you know, 7 through 20, where it talks about to love God is to obey his word, right? We already know that. We, we read that chapter. So everything goes back to, you know, being in right standing with God and understanding that when I love God, I need to practice loving God, right? I need to make this part of my life. It is hard, but you take... Um, action by being obedient to the word of God and that's how you know you flee away from sin you submit to God and you know sin will flee away from you and that's basically what happens anybody has anything that they want to say on this one you know and God tells you in, in the other part where it says you know we shouldn't have coarse joking like when you when you're with your friends you know have conversations that are godly have conversations that will bring uh, praise to god one of the biggest things that i've learned like in my past relationship i remember when i was dating leon okay um and i was really shocked because a lot of people portray themselves to have like you know a godly like godly conversations but whenever you know i well that's what he told me of course but whenever and it's for you guys a lot of guys tend to have more conversations about women so i don't know if you guys still do that you guys do that no, not really. <laughs> at work Whoa. anybody no okay so in those uh, conversations as a believer what happened do you have anything i said no no okay so in those conversations as a believer for me like when i like when i saw those things and i was like oh my gosh people still do this i think to me it's, um to me it's just childish does that make sense it's very childish because even when I when I see people talking about like even women do that too sometimes we sit over there and be idly about guys and stuff so you know until you know and God tells you don't have foolish course joking and you find a lot of men you know sit over there and compare women and uh, I think last time you know I saw a conversation because I picked up his phone and I saw a conversation just literally comparing women's bodies and I'm just like oh my gosh this is stupid oh we're just playing around no the Bible commands us to you know have um you know 
exhortation to exalt God and to give thanksgiving rather than having those things. Because the more you talk about certain sinful things, the more you plant those things in your head and the more you start imagining things that you're not supposed to imagine. Because you've already put yourself in a position that's compromising. So therefore, you're feeding yourself those things. The Word of God says, man should not live by bread alone, but by the Word of God. So you feed your, your mind with the Word of God. So the more you fight those things, the more you have the Word of God. So when the enemy comes, a scripture comes out from your mind and is able to attack the enemy with those words. Because, um, you know, I was having uh, negative thinking all the time. And I think I asked Rachel to print out some, um, some verses, you know. And those helped me out. Like, they really practically helped me out. Because I was like, God, this is not me. Where is this coming from? And the enemy will attack you because I'm not an action person. Because I'm, I have self-control in, you know, in a lot of areas in my life. So the enemy comes to my mind a lot. That's what I've noticed. No mind. The mind is the worst. Like, I'll sit over there and just, like, you know, get, and I'm like, God, what the heck? I'm like, why am I? I'll be, like, having conversations, and I'm like, where is this coming? I was like, this is not my voice. That's why I reject it all the time. I was like, this is not my voice. This is the enemy's voice and stuff like that. So for the enemy, we use the things that he knows that you're weak at, and those are the loopholes and the open doors that he attacks us from. Um, I say not really, but, like, you know, they, when you go to work and all that stuff, they bring it up, and I guess you just have to sit there and reject it. You just don't don't react. That's the word. Oh no 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 yeah, no! I say no. Like for me, I speak out. I'm like, you guys. Some of you guys are married. Like I used to tell all the women. I'm like, you can't be lustful. Like you're being lustful about something like that. Because if I have to sit over there and I'm basically listening, I'm entertaining it. And the Bible says reject. That's what it says. I used to speak out, no matter how many times. Mm-hmm. See, the truth of God will make people uncomfortable. But you are allowed for your own personality and. Excuse me, but in the workplaces, they even tell you that you're not supposed to be talking like that anyway. Mm-hmm. So if somebody tells you something else, you, you just reject it and be like, no, I'm not going to entertain you. I used to say no all the time. And it's yeah. like, okay, it sound, I was like, it sounds good to you guys. And that's why I was hated all the time. But, you know, I was hated at work because I used to be like, don't you guys have anything to talk about? Like, besides, you know, even guys. And sometimes some guys are so stupid enough that there's a, a girl there and they would talk, sorry, they would talk like you're not even a girl. And I'm like, <laughs> You know, it used to hurt my feelings. I'm like, I'm a girl too. Do I look like I'm invisible or something for you guys to talk like that? So those are the things I used to tell them. You know, I used to tell them. Um, I think I remember one time we had an incident. Um, remember that one guy that liked you a lot? Yeah, at work. There was a guy that liked Rachel. And then he would just talk so smartly. And I, would, I used to confront him all the time. And I was like, you know, I used to tell him all the time. I was like, that's the reason why my, dita, my sister wouldn't date you anyway because you're a little behind. And, da, da, da. and he used to be like, oh, you're just jealous. Da, da, da. I was like, I am not jealous. You're a little behind. And then after that, he stopped bothering Richard comes to me. I made a report because I was not playing. He got fired. I don't play with that. I do not play nonsense, okay? Don't come over here and tell me something. I was like, don't try to, you know, degrade me because your little behind is acting something else. I gave him a chance. He didn't listen. You know, and they gave him so many warnings. He didn't listen. I don't. I don't have time for that. Like, I don't like when guys do that. Like, let's have some respect and have in that because you know, to honor God is to obey His commandment. I'm very like by the book. That's what somebody told me. It's like I'm by the book. Yes, I'm by the book. If the rules say this, and I have to protect my rights, I need to know my rights. I need to know where I stand. And if that's what what it says, it says I'm gonna use every right that I have because I don't like anybody to compromise my life. You know, that's just the way it works. So. I know it sounds. Oh yeah, nobody bothered me. Yeah, nobody bothered me. Like after that, nobody bothered me. Nobody even dared flirt with me. Like people used to hate me a lot. 
<laughs> yeah, they did it. They couldn't. Oh, see the Paulina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, it's Abby, that one girl. Oh, she talked about, especially, um, what's her girl's name? That black girl. She hated me so much. I even had a dream about her talking about me. Oh, yeah, you did tell that in the beginning. In the yeah. That girl, the skinny girl. I had the genius girl that yeah, we talking about. Me. <laughs> Yeah, she hated me, and I'm like, how, I asked, I'm like, how can you be a preacher's, um, preacher's um, daughter, and you act like that? Yeah, like always, com- yeah. like compromising your <laughs> And she's like, I yeah, know who God is. is. I'm like, well, do what the word of God says. In the kitchen, yeah. Oh, what's her name? The guy that likes me. I don't know his name. I told him too. I was like, uh, I was like, I wouldn't date you. Like you just. That's, he, he was too much. I was like, you just thirsty. Huh? You doing too much. Mm-hmm. No, he, he thought it was... He, uh, right. Let me stop. God forgive me. Let's not go into that. <laughs> no. It was something else. Come on, my stepmom said that. You can't try to talk to this girl and then go trying to talk to this girl. That's messy. Especially in the same place. Then people were like, no mercy. <laughs> they had no mercy. Like, I was like, oh my gosh. You guys are thirsty in this place. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what it was just full blown scene talking about. <laughs> uh uh-uh, uh, I don't wanna go. That place was like hell for me. Um, so the next one is walk in lights, Rachel. For you are once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as light of the Lord, of, of light of children. Live as children of light, for the fruit of life consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out. What pleases the Lord? Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is a shame even if, even to mention what the disobedience do, do in, in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, wake up sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ, and Christ will shine on you. Amen. I love this verse. So when he walks in, when it tells you to walk in light, it's the same thing that we talked about. Like, you know, uh, not being compromised. Like, one of the biggest things that if you are ashamed of God, then you are making God a fairy tale. Like, that's what I tell people. I'm like, if you really truly believe in God, walk in light. Walk in what the Word of God says. Like, we need to walk in light. Because at the end of the day, um, when you stand in the truth of God, people respect you. Like, people didn't bother me. Like, they were like, oh, it's Abby. You know, she's just that. And I didn't care. I mean, it hurt my feelings most of the times. But at the end of the day, because I knew that I'm going to get persecuted for my belief. And I knew that, you know, I loved God more than anything. That's what matters. You know, I love God more than anything. So, in this world, you know, we have to be like Jesus. Jesus went through a hard time. You know, Jesus was persecuted, was hated. You know, he was cast out, he was spat on. So what makes you think if you are a believer, I really don't like to compromise the word of God. Like whatever the word of God says, do it, okay? Learn to do what the word of God says because we have to be a people of, a people that walk in surrender and walk in light because that's the only thing that people are going to see because some people don't even know that they're doing the wrong thing. They'll never tell you that they're doing the wrong. They will never know that they're doing the wrong thing because you haven't showed them the light, okay? You haven't showed them the right way. So some people might be just watching you. They watch your life. 
you know, and they tell you, you know, and then the word of God says, you know, let your light shine before men so they can see the glory that is in you. So they can glorify the Father who is in heaven, right? And that's how God tells us all the time. So your life, it should be a testament. You should be a walking Jesus, walking around and being, you know, the light of this world and understanding that whatever you do, if we are compromising the word of God, God will expose you. There are moments where God exposed my heart to people because if you're pretending to have a double life in the dark, God will always expose you. God has exposed me a lot of times. Like he has exposed me a lot of times to the point where I was like, mm, yeah, you know, but I've learned to forgive myself and forgive everything, right? And that's basically what, what it is. Like you just forgive yourself and you're like, I'm a sinner and this is it. So we become more ritualistic in doing the things of God. You're like, okay, I need to do this. But if you do things because you love, you know, God, you're going to find, you know, uh, you're going to find that you want to please him because it's a form of worship. You want to worship him in spirit and in truth. And you're going to walk in that purpose where you just want to, like, you know, do the things for God because you love him. Because when you love somebody, you're not going to do anything to, you know, to bring shame to them. But you want to bring honor to them. And that's the reason why I do the things that I do. But I've also learned that I'm not perfect. So, therefore, I'm not going to look at people in this spectrum of perfection but to know that we are like jesus we're not completely you know perfect like jesus is but when we walk in spirit and in truth the holy spirit will show us and it will teach us and that's the reason why we go from glory to glory to glory to glory and then it's also the form of sanctification because if you don't know the truth you know and that's what i'm telling you guys tell people the truth if you see something you know do it in love of course you know do it in love do it in the love of God and also give people room to learn that love. Okay. And that's basically what it is. So does anybody want to share anything? You know, it makes me sad because it says it is, you know, it is shameful to even speak of the things, you know, which are done in secret. That's why I hate, se I hate secrets. I hate secrets. I think everybody knows that. I'm very, I expose myself so fast. It's like, it's like snitching on yourself fast. Well, I did this, you know, because I don't like the weight of having a secret. You know, for me, secret means that um, you're not going to grow. You know, for me, secret means pride. And for me, secret means chains. Uh, there's no breakthrough because a secret, I think I was explaining to Rachel, uh, uh, secrets hold you back. They never let you grow. Yes? When I was, when we're planning a birthday party for David. He oh. told me to oh, to keep a secret. Uh, to what? To keep a secret. Oh, that's a cute one. See the innocence of him. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> well, does anybody want to take a job? No, I guess there's good secrets and bad secrets. Right? Mm -hmm. That's a good secret. Mm -hmm. That's something that you want to maximize as much surprise as possible. Mm -hmm. A little good surprise. <laughs> uh, and then obviously, if you have a bad secret, like, you know, your friends stole something. Yeah, that's I a bad secret. The difference between that is that the good secret is going to be revealed eventually. Yeah, it's not going to be it's hidden. It's not going to be kept forever. Yeah, I like that one. I like that one. Yeah, and then from the example that he was saying about stealing, say for instance your friend steals, right? And if you don't tell on him, he's going to think it's okay to do that. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? So that's why we have to expose things so that way people can know that, you know, what I'm doing is wrong. So that's basically what we do, the things that we do. You understand what I'm saying? Like if you see somebody doing something, you expose it, they will know. Because sometimes people don't understand 
that stealing is wrong. Like I, when I was young, I used to steal sugar. I used to, else. <laughs> I used to steal a lot, like even like Barbie dolls and stuff. Because my friends exposed me to that. But when the spirit of God kept on moving in my life, you know, I started seeing the wrongness in that. Because God protected me because I used to hang out with the wrong kids. Of course, as a young person, we used to steal a lot of things, like from the markets. We would just walk around because they had like you know tables and stuff like that, and we just walk and then you know you just grab something and then put it in your pockets. You know, pick pockets and stuff like that. And then I think an incident came up when we went to um, what's that place? Top Golf. <laughs> okay, this is not funny. So, so we went to Top Golf, and it's not funny, but it's just the way it is. When you realize, like, even because we're so oblivious about you know the truth, and we think it's normal because somebody else is doing it, right? So we saw, okay, this is me, because should I snitch on you too? Okay, we'll just snitch, it was all of us. So we went to Top Golf, and they had like these glasses that um, Sean and them, <laughs> they took. Okay, they took, <laughs> whatever, you were, you were, everybody's a thief if you were in there. If you're there, you're still, you're still part of a thief. You're still a thief. Doesn't matter, because you saw it, right? So you're a thief, okay. So anyway, so there were these glasses, and um, uh, these glasses, they were so nice. So we were like, so I asked them, I was like, where did you guys get this from? We stole them from Top Golf. So I was like, okay. So, and what happened was like all of us, you know, of course we had alcohol in our system. So something like when you get like, you know, drinking is so bad too, because it influences your judgment, okay? So we got drunk, we're just in the fun of the moment and we thought it was funny. So we started stealing the cups, you know, and we put it in Jesse's, Jesse's backpack and we put them in there. So I remember the Holy Spirit telling me, you know, I was a little sober, but the Holy Spirit was telling me this. Thank you. The Holy Spirit was talking to me and he goes like, so you want to start a business and you're stealing people's stuff, ka? <laughs> you know? And then, and then he's like, what if, you know, what happens when people start stealing from you too, when you're doing a business? How would you feel? Oh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Me, I was like, I'm leaving those cows in there because I mean, I would have returned them and I had this. I was like, when I go to talk golf, I'm just going to you know give them money or one day just tell them that you know we took some of your cups or give them some money i don't know how but that was a realization because i want something how can god bless me when i'm doing the same thing the opposite you get what i'm saying and we think in that moment that we're doing something fun because it's in the crowd right because it's just for the moment it's a high for the moment because you're in that moment when the moment dies and you realize that you just sinned it doesn't feel good it feels horrible right it feels horrible. You didn't mean to do it intentionally. Your mindset was like, I'm not going to do this. But because you're in the crowd and it just feels right, it's like that ecstasy that just happens in the moment. You're like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. You know, I'm having the best time. I'm like, are you really having the best of your life? Like, think about it. Because that's, that's what we were thinking in the moment. We got so drunk and we're just having fun. We're just going everywhere and we're leaving the moment. Sin is only for a moment. And when it happens, it's ill. Okay, and that's the thing. So in that moment, the Holy Spirit talked to me and he's like, you know the consequences are gonna happen, right? You want to have a business one day and you're behaving like this. In that moment, I was like, oh, I'm not taking those cups. And they asked me, oh, you're not taking your cups? I was like, no, I'm gonna leave them. Mm -hmm. You know, in that moment, because God spoke to me in that moment and he was telling me, he's like, all this stuff, imagine, it's a system, it's a dynamic system of domino effect. Whatever you do, do unto others. Whatever you plant, Plant it, you plant it, whatever you're planting is what you're going to reap up, you know. And then a lot of people, 
one of the biggest mistakes that we always think about um, a lot of times is like when we do something we go like oh well we want to have gratification of whatever that thing is in the moments but we don't understand what it does it, the ripple effect of everything that happens like in the distant future right we just want to get satisfied that's what the Holy Spirit used to tell me all the time. He used to teach me all the time. He's like, oh, so you're sinning now. You think this is not going to affect you. So those are the things that we're ripping. The mindsets, whatever we planted in our minds. Even now, when I think about it, I was like, the things that I allowed to watch, the, the things that, you know, I was entertained by and all those things, the things that try to fleshly satisfy my flesh comes back to haunt me. And every time I have to struggle to denounce those things and break those things because the Bible says, be holy for I am holy, right? And I'm trying to be in the right standing of God. So therefore, I have to rip the effects of my consequences. The things that I planted when I was younger into now, the domino effects. Now, God has forgiven me. There's grace there. But because of my actions, guess what? You have to get the residue. So you have to now take control of your actions and surrender those things and you know rebuke them. Sin feels good. I'm not going to lie to you. That's what I was telling Rachel last time. You know, I was telling her, I was like, the things I've done were so much fun in the moment. They were so much fun. It's so much fun. But it's better when we do it in the right nature of God. But I think, like, when we come in unity, it, it like just like the Holy Spirit, I think there's a spirit in unity. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Like, uh, everybody going to do something. So you, like, back then... I used to do crazy stuff too, and then like, you in the moment, everybody doing it, so you just going along with mm -hmm. them. But I, that's not stuff that I did regularly. Mm -hmm. So later on, I'm getting hunted because mm -hmm. I'm knowing this did it wrong, mm -hmm. but I'm just going along with the crowd, mm -hmm. you know. And I, I feel like that's why I got the worst consequences out of everybody because I knew better. Yeah, because yeah, you you know better. You know you have the Holy Spirit. But you still want to satisfy the flesh, you know, and that's the thing, same thing that I was, um, you know, explaining to Rachel, even, you know, I, there's certain things I don't like to talk about, like even um, um, an orgasm, let's just say that, okay, I knew the consequences of that, I remember, like, even the action of doing it, right, I knew that was sinful, right, I knew it. And then yet, so I was asking Rachel, I'm like, how do people continuously do the things that they do? Because in the moment, and I remember telling myself, I'm like, okay, you know, I want to do it today, you know, I want to do it today. And then you do it, and then you feel that residue of everything that you did, and you're like, oh my gosh, why do I keep on going back to the same scene over and over? And, and I kept on asking God, I was like, why do I go back to the same stuff that I tell myself I'm not going to do? Why do I do that? It's because I wasn't dying to myself. Like, I wasn't dying to my flesh. Like, I wasn't killing my flesh. I was filling myself with the things that I wanted to do, and I wanted to do that. It was just about me, 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 and my self-satisfaction. So once I started killing my flesh by leading towards what God said and then understanding that you know I asked the Holy Spirit I'm like how do I give power to the enemy that's what I asked you give power to the enemy when you give your authority your body because the Bible says uh, do not sin against your body right that's what it tells us do not sin against your body and you know and your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit so I, I, I in those moments when I used to think about it and I was like my body's a temple of the Holy Spirit then I shouldn't do certain things like that you know it's only for a moment so I had to learn how to self-control like self-control I had to always every time when I try to do something I used to be like no I'm giving power to the enemy and these are demonic contracts that I'm making so that to me that's when I release myself I'm like because you're making 
uh, spiritual contract because we don't understand what we're doing. You know, um, one of the questions that I asked one time was like, well, I never had sex, so but how did I end up with spiritual husbands in my dreams, right? It's because even um, masturbation and all that stuff creates spiritual spouses, whether you like it or not. It creates spiritual spouses because you are engaging in a sinful action that brings spiritual contracts in the physical realm. To you, in the physical realm, it sounds so good and everything. I'm not going to lie to you. All this stuff was good, but it has to be done the right way, right? Sin is always good, but the ripple effect of everything else is the action that we rip off. So those are the things I say. Nothing is bad. God did not create sex to be bad. God did not create, um, you know, feeling however we're feeling to be bad. But we have to control ourselves and also understand where things are supposed to be done and how they're supposed to be done and how God. Because when you do those things, you bring glory to God. That's why I get excited now that I've actually gotten control over my, you know, my body and allowed to God to use my body in, you know, in his glory. So that has made me understand that, you know. And not making an idol in the things that I want. Because I, I tell my sister all the time. Like, sometimes I daydream about stuff. So you got to understand. When things happen, you think on the things that are pure. Think on the things. Because God understands our weakness. He knows our flesh and our desires. He understands that, you know, we're weak in certain areas. We're weak in this. That's why some people have to get married because you're so weak. And others can't get married because they're so strong. Does that make sense? So those are the things that God um, puts in us and stuff. So we're walking in light. You know, doing things that you know that if you're walking in the truth of God, God will expose you. Nothing is hidden from God. Like, God will always expose, he will expose you. Because a lot of times we think that we get away with stuff. And, you know, because it's fun. We get away with stuff because it's fun. You know, and I used to get away with stuff because it was fun. You know, until I was confronted with my own sins. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm doing this. I need to stop. So that was walking in the light. And we're going to do walk in wisdom. David. <coughs> Be very careful, careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand that the Lord's will, that the Lord's will is, wait, what the Lord's will is. Uh, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the spirit, uh, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always give thanks to God, the Father, for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then 21, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Mm -hmm. So I love this one. It says walking in wisdom. Wisdom, you know, walking in wisdom is walking with the Spirit of God because, um, you know, we understand that Proverbs talks about, you know, the wisdom of God, which is the Spirit of God. Wisdom was there in the beginning with God, right? So, um, when we are filled with the spirit of God, it tells us, do not be filled with the things, you know, with wine. So cut off, I call it, cut off the things that cause you to sin. Okay. Anything that causes you to sin. For me, um, I used to love partying. I love partying. I'm a social, you know, person. And I think I was talking to Rachel about like, what are some things or people that will cause you to fall, right? People that will cause you to fall away from God. Stay away from those people. Like, that's what I, I decided. Because all the time... Whenever, um, I remember, you know, a long time ago, and I'm going to put you on the spot, Rachel. Uh, I remember a long time ago when the Holy Spirit told me, you know, you want to leave in right standing. Because me and my sister used to love partying. And I remember God telling me that um, your sister is your distraction. Because the reason why is because I wanted to, I felt a need to protect my sister everywhere she went, right? So if she has to go to a party and stuff like that, I felt the need to be there. 
all the time because I'm like I don't know what's gonna happen so I was always worried about her so then I would go and then in the moment when I would go and the party would be so much fun and I, I'm not saying that I didn't have fun that's not the part it was fun in the moment and I'll go crazy now my sister has to protect me on the other hand so <laughs> <laughs> so those are the things that we have to understand in those moments so when I realized what my weakness was I ended up starting cutting off you know I noticed that every time when I go party I'll social drink and I'll become a different person because of alcohol right and then I was like what is what in the world is going on so I had to learn how to cut those things I had to learn how to you know cut if, if I needed God to use me I had to learn how to die to my flesh all the time so when Rachel would invite me somewhere I had to learn like okay God is gonna protect her like God is gonna be okay you know because Rachel is strong in her own way like she's very strong she's not as a social drinker as I was because for me I was very shy so when I drink alcohol I'll feel better yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so I would hide because I'm not a people person so you know to be I'm a people person of course but I'm not a people person in like strangers so for me it was kind of like I needed alcohol to cope does that make sense to hide whatever it is that was hiding yes so and that's basically what happened so it made me act weird and then I would notice and then I would have conversations with the Holy Spirit it was kind of like every time when I got drunk it was like me and the Holy Spirit and we'll have a conversation I'm like God what the heck is going on right now what did I do? I'm so sorry. And I felt that residue. But in the moment, I was like, but I'm still going to do it. And I'll do, I'll go in and do whatever it is that I needed to do. And then dance and do whatever. So in those moments, I had, <laughs> I had you know, like, ah, you know, it was fun for the moment. But when I realized that it was sinful and it was causing me to fall, right? It was causing me to, because I wasn't being myself, you know. And in that moment, I was just like, no, this is not me. You know, I'm only doing this because I want to fit in. Does that make sense? But it's not bringing God's glory. I wanted to do... So I felt like I was living a double life, in a sense. And then the next thing, you're like... Oh. That's why I love, like God says, you know, his gifts are without repentance. <laughs> so thank God for that. You know, the Holy Spirit was pulling me to him slowly, 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 slowly. Until I fully surrendered. So those are the things that you have to understand. What causes you to sin in your life? You know, is it your friends? You know, you have... One of the biggest questions God told me... Um, he asked me one time, I didn't call you with your friends. I called you by yourself. So are you able to lose your friends for Christ? That's the question I always ask people. Like, are you able to be persecuted and being told that you are a weird one and you're a different one because, you know, you want to submit to God. You want to live a life of freedom. Like, I'll give you an example. David, sorry for putting you in the spot. I asked my brother last time. I was asking him. I said, you know what, David? You know that your friends live a life like this. Are you able, are you comfortable enough if your friends are tr truly your friends? Are you comfortable enough to tell them you're doing wrong and you're living a life that is full of sin? Because you know when you're standing in front of your friends and those friends, um, there's a, in, the, in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 33, it talks about when God commands you, the reason why God puts you with weird people or people who are not as strong as you are is because he wants you to live a life, a life that is you know, lightened to them. To expose yourself to expose the God in you so and I told him I was like do you think you compromise your faith that's what I asked him because for me I know how it felt like to be like that so I understand how it feels like to be in the position that he was because he was telling me about his friend and he asked me to pray for his friend but I told him I was like even if I pray for your friend how is the lifestyle of your friend does that make sense are you being a light to your friend or are you just being among your friends you know, are you being a different person or are you just wanting to fit in because you don't want to lose your friend? Are you willing to pay the price 
of being with Christ than your friends. So those are things that you ask yourself. Be yourself. Be your true, genuine self. Because when you humble yourself, God will exalt you in your life. If your friends are truly your friends, they will always love you regardless. You know, they will love you and they will respect you because they understand that you're different. You know, I had friends who understood how I was and then yet they wouldn't invite me to parties. Like they will literally clearly tell me, we're not going to invite you to parties because you're just something else. You're going to be like that one. But my friends had enough time to tell me, okay, we'll go to lunch together because that's what you do, right? They came in my world. We'll go shopping with you. That's it. That's what you do. Because if your friends are really your friends and I've seen my friends turn their life to Christ because, you know, some of them took three years, so many years. But if they're really your friends, they will accept you the way you are. You don't have to compromise yourself. But you have to be the light. You have to be set. Standard. Because at the end of the day, God is going to ask you, what did you do when I put you in that position? When you knew the truth, others didn't know. You know what I'm saying? You know the truth. The truth is in you. As you claim to be in Christ, you know that the truth is in you. So leave out the truth among, you know, you know uh, people who are different from you. You know, people will think that it's normal to do certain things. You know, leave out the truth. Leave out the way you are. And those are the things. Because time is running out. Time runs out. And if you didn't say anything to anybody else, you won't be like, I should have done that. Because I've seen people die. And I'm just like, did you really go to heaven? Did you, what happened to you? So those are things that we have to understand. God has given us opportunities. Use that opportunity to be disciples. Like, you're a disciple by yourself. You have to stand on the word. Yes, it's not going to be perfect all the time because we want to be validated by human beings. You know, for me, always, always an... It always wasn't perfect. But at the end of the day, you know, I had a nudge to always like, I'm just going to go ahead. It's like something was itching in me and just to tell the truth. And then, you know, people didn't like me at the end. So people thought that I was weird. Even my sister sometimes thought I was weird all the time. I work, we used to argue. And I'm like, no, you're supposed to do it. Because I did everything the right way. I'm like, this is how it's supposed to be. And, you know, and in friction with the world, you know, that's why um, Galatians reminds us all the time that we will always have friction with the flesh because the spirit is always in friction with the flesh the things of god are always going to fight whatever it is you're always going to be looked at differently you're always going to be looked at as somebody just you know because it's the devil it's not the the, the things that are physical it's a spirit fighting against the the enemy the holy spirit fighting against the you know the demonic forces so when somebody comes to you that's why i don't take it personal you know people have cursed me out you know people have told me a lot of things i'm just like mm. You know, you want to cry. I, I'm, I'm sure you guys remember last time I called you guys. And I was like, this girl just told me, you know, that conversation when I texted in the group, I was like, this girl just told me, he's like, you're always talking about God. What is wrong with you? Like, oh, yeah, demons. a while ago. Yeah, the demons. And I was like, I've never seen people tell me that before. You know, I felt so persecuted, but I understood that, you know, it was the Holy Spirit training me. And it's just a training ground. So now imagine if you, for well, people want to be preachers, <laughs> you have to be humble. That was just the training ground for just little like one person. Yeah, you sit uh, with the man going through the, the gay pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. That's... I give him, you know, and sometimes I get embarrassed because I'm like, when I think about it, I'm like, some people are so on fire for God that they don't even care. But us, we care about something. Like, say something. We already care about something else. I mean, put yourself in those positions. You know, there was a young lady that was, that was preaching the word of God. You know, telling people to stop aborting kids. And she was just on fire. And I was like, I wish I had that tenacity and that, you know, that boldness to speak about the word of God. But we saw her ashamed to do something. 
and we sit so enclosed. And then God says, are you able to defend my word? Can you defend my word if I put you in a spot? You know, so why not practice now? I thought, you know, God put me in compromising, stretching positions where I felt uncomfortable. And I'm just like, but at the end of the day, I chose God. Like, even if I look stupid, I ended up choosing God and everything. So choose God because you ain't going to heaven with everybody else. You're going to heaven alone. <laughs> alone. It ain't no partnership over here. So don't, um, don't compromise your life for other people's sins. You know, everybody's called by themselves. Salvation is on your own. It's not two and two. You know. That's why um, that verse talks about clean your own speck before you clean other speck. Before you clean other people's. Okay, so um, Henry, we're talking about marriage, Christ, and the church. Wives, submit yourself to your own husband as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife. As Christ is the head of the church, his boy, of which is the Savior. Now, as the church submit to Christ, so as wives should submit to their husband in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up the, for her. To make her whole cleanse her by the washing, by the washing we swore us through the word, and to present her to himself at the radiant church, church without staining a winkle or any other blemish, but old and blameless. In this same way, husbands how to love their wife and their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever had their own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ did the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is profound mystery. But I'm talking about Christ and the church. Whoever, each one of you, has so must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. So this is for you, Rachel and Henry. So from this verse, um, how do you guys submit to each other? We need some um, marriage advice. <laughs> we need some marriage stuff. So how how does it look like in your submission to one another? What does that look like daily for you guys? Like, what does submission look like daily? You guys have any like anything? Like how does it look like submission? Anything? Okay, we'll come back to you guys. 
but think about it. Um, anybody wants to say anything about like submitting? Because it doesn't necessarily mean like submitting to one another in a sense of that. It also means you know submitting to God. You know, so we're gonna flip over. No, no, no. We want an example of how it looks like in marriage. So we're gonna flip over because we are not married. So we're submitted to God. That's the other thing. Does that make sense? We are submitted to God. So how do we submit to God for us who are not married? I think, um, well, the connection that I have with, you know, with this just submission in general, mm-hmm. there's so many ones to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not even, this is before husbands and wives and marriage and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's like that general sense for all of us. But um, I think ultimately, you as a person, if you live a life of submission, by submitting to everyone else that's around you in, in the church mm-hmm. necessarily, and later on as we know at work and whatnot, um, and you look at those people and you observe them, mm-hmm. that's how you understand what submission really, really is. So ultimately, for us, we submit to each other, and we, as it says in the, in the word, um, we consider others' um, issues better more than ours right Mm -hmm. we we raise other people's issues better than ours not necessarily neglecting ours but putting others ahead of ourselves Mm -hmm. Um, that's one way of submitting Uh, and the other way is uh, our churches right um our pastor we see the word that he's preaching to us uh and we follow it we because we're understanding that he's doing it and saying it from the word of god and um this is what God wants to do. This is the washing of the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, a way that God washes us with the word is through His pastors and, and people like that. So, uh, yeah, that's how I see it. Just to back, one thing to add: you can put other stuff, other issue, like somebody's issue, better than you as issue, not better than you are. Not better than the way you say, better than you are issue. Mm-hmm. You can put somebody's issue, same as the way you. Like treat yourself the way you want to treat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not treat somebody better than the way you want somebody to treat you. Treat so somebody, basically, yeah. the way you want to be treated, just like the body, like yeah, the yeah. way it says, you know, to our bodies, treat, the way you want to take care of yourself, so treat the other person the same way, the same yeah, value. The same, the same, yeah. yeah. Do not do not value somebody more better than you. Oh yeah. 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 Well, no, actually, well, what I mean, I guess the word is um, I, I have to look at it. It's uh, it says not do not look only to your own interests. Oh yeah, so it's right? not so, interesting. Yeah, you're you're correct, and like even you guys are uh, you guys are not one's not more important than the other person, mm-hmm. but uh, it's it's like okay. I want to do this one thing. For example, I want to take a shower, but my friend wants me to go to the store or my wife wants me to, to do this. Those are both important issues, right? I think. Mm-hmm. But which one holds value in this moment? Which one's more important, I guess, is, is what I mean. For you, so you can make that decision uh, and, and it be wise in the sense that uh, if I decide to take a shower, is that more valuing to that person or is that valuing just to myself? Yeah, to wait. Like if you're gonna make a weight and stuff like that, so yeah, it's yeah. just all about honoring, yeah. honoring that person. So yeah, you can just take shower and go to a store because if you go there, 
thinking. But yeah, the uh, piggyback off of what he is saying about like submission and then relating it to God, like we have our own selfish desires. Mm-hmm. You submit to God. You put His will before your own. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, you think about everybody going around you doing whatever they want, and deep down you want to do that. Mm-hmm. But instead, you stick to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And you take your own path. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. oh, do you want to add on? Go ahead. Oh yeah, like, do you like marriage too? You mm-hmm. might like the parties. You married. Them. <laughs> oh yeah, you got cut that off. <laughs> my husband go. I'm gonna go like next to him. I'm like you party, you want party? Uh, yeah, we can party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, because you gotta understand. Like one of the biggest things that uh, I appreciated with um, uh, what's his name, Lucas. Mm-hmm. I appreciate Lucas because um, he sets boundaries for his wife. He protects his wife, and you can tell. I discerned that because I thought I was kind of crazy. And I was like, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> and then until Philip told me that he has boundaries for his wife, like he respects his wife, that shows protection. Like he protects his wife so that way she doesn't feel um, neglected or feel like intruded, like somebody's intruding for or example. insecure. Huh? For, for example. Oh, for, for, the example was, you know, um, the way like he doesn't give hugs to women and stuff. He doesn't, um, he doesn't like to be around women. So I was wondering like, uh, what was going on? So I asked, I'm like, what in the world? What? I was like, does he have boundaries? Those are questions I asked because I was like, I think this guy has boundaries, you know, and I knew, you know, when a man guards his wife, you can tell it's like that protection. To me, that was just like, oh God, I've never actually seen somebody protect their wife before like this. So it just showed me the respect and uh, the, he didn't want that intrusion. Like, don't intrude me. Don't come over here. This is my wife. Like, you just get that vibe. Like, this is my wife. I'm going to protect her. And that's it. So those are the things. There's that security and covering. So for me, that, to me, that was, you know, bringing honor to his marriage and protecting his wife in that kind of way. So I was like, oh, wow. You know, that's interesting. But we don't know the whole full coverage or whatever it is. But um, submission to the whole overall submission. This is what I'm going to tell you what submission is. Submitting to God is... I mean, submitting and bringing honor to one another is doing what the Word of God says. I think it'll be. Okay. Because if the Word of God tells you to love the unlovable, you're going to love the unlovable. When the Word of God tells you to do whatever. So it's kind of understanding what the Word of God and what God requires you to do so you can do it to others, right? If God tells you, you need to forgive, so forgive. If God tells you to do that, you need to do that. So submission is understanding, you know, falling under the direction and the leading of Christ. You know, be in Christ, be hidden in Christ, because at the end of the day, whatever you're going to project out is going to be in reverence to the Lord. So, like, if you want to honor somebody, you're going to be like, okay, you know, I shouldn't do this because I'm not bringing glory to that person, but except to myself. So, whatever you are doing to that other person, you want to be done it to you. So, therefore, everything just intertwines. So, it's just the obedience of the Word of God. That's what submission is. Submission is obeying the Word of God. After that, allowing the Word of God to, you know, renew you, renew your mind in Christ Jesus. Because everything just goes back in Christ Jesus. So, you fall under the umbrella, you know, the Holy Spirit and stuff like that. You know, you've been crucified and no longer live, but Christ lives in me. So you are going to be the character of Christ and you want to do everything that brings honor to God. So in your marriage, 
how are you honoring your marriage and you know god for me i'm very attentive to people like i'm very very attentive so then that's how I, I noticed that so in order to respect you know somebody else's boundaries and understand this is how they run things you were just on you're not an outsider so you have to also honor that that's basically what it is because somebody doesn't like this so you have to honor that so um um yeah and that's basically what it is so going back to you guys how does that submission look like in your marriage we need some practical things because we went in spiritual so now we're going in practical how does that look like to honor each other okay go ahead yeah so this has always been like a a point of contention for me it's mm -hmm. where it says wives submit yourselves to your own husbands mm -hmm. but then for the husbands it says husbands love your wives mm-hmm so then, like, you know, in the world, when people read that, they think, okay, so the wife is supposed to submit to her, her husband, um, but then the husband only has to love his wife, so. Okay, so men have a hard time. Uh, wait, is that your question, then, before you answer? Yeah. Just that, okay, cool. I thought you had more to. No, that's it. Okay. okay. So the, the thing continues on, right? And this is what it is. See, men have pride. Men have pride. You guys have a hard time. Like, you don't like anything. Like, no woman is going to tell you something. Because you guys are born with that offer thing in your minds. Like, it's just my way or the highway and that's it. So, for, for a man to be softened, he has to submit to God, right? Because God is the one who knows your heart. So, when a man gets softened by God, he learns what it means to love, right? Because men don't automatically come with love. Because they think we're going to be pompous and we're going to be like this and then like that. You know, because men come with like, you know, saying I love you is just like for saying intrusion. <laughs> like, I'm intruding. For so, yeah, for your mom <laughs> and that's it. So, telling a woman that is like just another breakthrough. It's a breakthrough. Like, basically. When a man tells you that I love you, you're like, huh. <laughs> you sit over there. So, it's very interesting because men have a hard time saying I love you. So, that's what God wants you to no, learn all. to do that. Not huh? at all. <laughs> well, some people say out of just whatever, but if a man generally yeah. loves you and stuff like that, no, he will honor you. Two L words. Huh? With lust. Yeah, so I'm saying, yeah. like, that's what I'm saying, like, true love comes from God. God is the one who gives love. Because that's what I'm It goes back to the Word of God. Nothing else goes back to the Word of God. In order to honor somebody else in a marriage, you have to know what God says about it. You know, you have to practice what the Word of God says. It says, you know, do not, um, you know, lust, do not blah, 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 do not. So you bring on, it's not going to look always perfect and everything else. And that's what I'm, you know, I'm learning as I, you know, as I'm growing up and understanding what the Word of God requires me, even as, you know, as I'm training to, quote unquote, be a wife. So you guys have to train it to be, you know, because you guys are already married. So on the other part. So we, for me, I, I train myself to be a wife. Now my training comes from the Holy Spirit. How am I respecting God? How am I submitting to God? Am I bringing honor to him? When he tells me to pray, am I praying? When he tells me to read his word, am I reading the word? You know, when he tells me, go help somebody else, am I doing that? So it's just being inclined with the Holy Spirit and understanding what the Holy Spirit is saying. But now, going back to your thing, before I forget, going back to your question. So men have a hard time submitting. I mean, yeah, men have a hard time submitting. Women have an easier time to submit because we're automated. We're just going like, okay, I'm going to do this because we're geared to be helpers, right? So we help. We're going to be more like, you know, in, in a sense of like, I'm just going to listen. What is my husband looking for? How can I help my husband's life better? How can I do this? So we're always trying to help everywhere, everywhere. We're always in that, in that kind of like, you know, we see the whole picture before a man does it. So we're always do, 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 
done but for men it's like you guys take longer and stuff like that that's why it's longer for you to notice your emotions longer for you to admit that you're wrong longer for you to do this and then by the time there's so much open window and you allow the enemy to take over and then guess what you're geared so that's why god tells you submit to me because so you can learn how to know the wisdom that you need to love your wife right we love to be loved. That's why we are worshipers. Women are so worshipers. We worship a lot because it's easier for us. When we're going through a hard time, we're not going to go to, well, for people in the world, they go to men and have sex and all that stuff because that's the way they feel that void, whatever it is that they're looking for. So they go and go and go and go. And that's just why women get hurt when they have sex rather than men don't get hurt because they're just like whatever, you know. Uh, and we can see that in that direction that, um, uh, Jacob loved Rachel, right? Jacob loved Rachel, but he didn't have any love for Leah. You love the Rachel. Such a mess. You kill me. It's okay. So you see in the Bible tells you that um, you know uh, Jacob loved Rachel because a man only has room for one woman. That's it. There's no other things. Just one room for one woman, and that's it. Um, the best way that Philip ever said it. What did you say? The the one woman thing. Uh, one woman man. No, you said that um, a man only has room. Yeah, it was the same thing I just said. A man only has room <laughs> for for one woman. So whatever eye that he has on, other people might you know, and that's where discipline comes from, right? So men may have men get married and they find the one they go like this is the one so but if you haven't tamed all your lustful behaviors it's not that you wanted to hurt your wife or anything like that you knew that that was your wife right but you wanted to do other things because you're not self-controlled the bible says for the fruit of the spirits uh what love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness and self-control self <laughs> so and that's what happens so we do that so we do that for you guys and this is why god tells you submit to me so you can know what it is to require to submit to help your wife so she can feel loved we are very loyal we are loyal we are going to stay over there and stuff like that so how we feel loved is when you honor us right you don't do the things that will make me insecure you don't do the things that will um hurts me you don't do the things that will cause me to whatever but also for women that's why it's very important for all of us to submit to god to be fully made whole in christ so that we don't mooch off each other when you when you your partner is not giving you the right love language so you can understand like okay you know my partner is not giving me the love, love, love language but i know that i'm filled in christ i know who i am so i don't need your validation for that you know but and everything makes that's why god doesn't want us to make marriage as an idol but to understand that god is the one who makes marriage does that make sense so um and um i felt like i was trying to say something so and that's basically what it is you know women are supposed to be loved and that's why you submit to god so god can show you the love of god see god pours um, his love in you when you learn to submit in him because you see him as a, a father, right? You see, him, you see him as an Abba, you know, Abba Father. And you, when you look at him, you know, he teaches you how to be a father, a protector. He teaches you how to be himself. Like God just mirrors himself in you because he's a protector, right? He's a provider, you know. He just shifts all the characters that he is in you 
as a husband, you know. And for us, it's like more like love and stuff. And then you wash, you know, uh, your your um, your wife with the word of God because you know what the word of God says. So you're covering her, you're protecting her, you're you're securing her. That's why God says marriage is a mystery because there's mystery in it, you know. Because when I see God and when I see fathers. And that's why women get confused when their fathers hurt them because we always go like, oh, my father hurt me because we see that, you know, we, we blame it on God. Because I remember Richard used to tell me all the time, uh, I don't want to talk to God because of this. I'm like, God is different from our earthly father. You know, whatever God has done has nothing to do, whatever your parents have done has nothing to do with God. You know, God in nature is holiness, overflow. So, and then for men, when they submit to God, it's like, you have to understand that, you know, God just pours himself in them. When we allow that, that shift, he's a father, he's a protector, he's a provider. He just gives you the same character that he is and you reign with that. So, and that's how God, you know, God's majesty does that. Because if you look at God, look at his nature. And that's a nature that fathers are supposed to have. The people that are supposed to be in Christ, they're supposed to be having that, you know, that reign of um, security to protect women. And that's the thing that we do. I mean, that's the thing that they do. And then when it comes to women, we want to be loved because we long for that. I feel loved when, that kind of question. For me, I feel loved when yesterday that happened. I had my cup got filled, you know, because Rachel made me some coffee. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, because I was feeling some, some type of way and I was feeling bad. So Rachel, it was acts of service in my love language. Yes? I hope you. I know, so that, you know, that was like really, you know, that was really amazing because I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I felt loved. That's my love language. I felt loved because, you know, they made me a cup of coffee. You know, I feel loved. My love language is like, I feel loved when the house is clean. I feel, that's just how I feel. Like somebody helped me. Those are my, my nature, right? I feel loved when I know that everything is okay, is in that position. So those are the things that you look for. You know, you're very attentive to the nature of a woman. You go like, how does she feel loved? How can I make her feel, you know, loved? And how can I do that? I think, and that's the reason why I always tell you guys all the time, like, develop a relationship with God. And I told the same thing with Rachel. I was like, develop a relationship with God. Because marriage is a mystery. And when you develop that relationship with Christ, there's something that God tells you about that person that only God knows that you didn't know. Like, I always tell people, I'm like, you know something about, okay, let me just mirror David. I know something about David um, that he doesn't know about himself, right? He knows something about himself that I don't know about him, right? And then God knows something that we both don't know. Does that make sense? We both, we both don't know about him. Only God knows. So if I have a relationship with Christ and there's something going on, I'm not understanding, what do I do? I go ask God and God will tell me exactly what's going on. Because he's the one who understands him better than I do. So, and that's the reason why marriage is a mystery because God wants to be the center of everything else. And... Um, one of the biggest things I always tell people, like, um, when you get married, what is your vision for that marriage? Because God is in the center. So you have to ask God, what visions do you have for this marriage? What are we supposed to do when we come together? What ministry are we portraying in this marriage? Because marriage is a mystery and a ministry. So you're ministering to people, whether you like it or not. People are watching you. People watch. You know, I watch my parents all day long. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? I watch the way they minister to each other. I watch all those stuff and I'm just like, okay, what is this? So whether we like it or not, people will always know something about you that you don't know because they see character, they see personality, they see things that you don't understand about yourself. 
and then there's some things that we don't know about you because it's just internal with you and God and that's it so those are the things that we understand and that's the way things walk around so now going back to you guys how do you guys submit to each other how do you guys bring honor to each other how do you honor a relationship with each other when you go in the morning how do you honor how does that how is it ministering to you guys how do you guys minister to each other in your marriage like how do you minister because remember everything that you do gives glory to god and marriage is sanctification you glorify god in everything that you do mm-hmm. i think so. mm-hmm. i think myself is just like like knowing like the priorities mm-hmm. like what priorities I guess when it pertains to like primary mm-hmm. what I need to like if I wake up even like I know I'm like so tired I'm like okay but I know I need to like get up I need to like make sure he gets his breakfast he gets his lunch mm-hmm. and you know have to do that and like come back from work I need to make sure like there's something for him to have and even during the day like we text each other just to see how um each of, like he's doing how I'm doing mm-hmm. so. so how does your owner look like mm. how is that hard she's just <laughs> explaining what she does the whole time like how does that owner like how do you make your wife feel loved you know when she doesn't feel love because it's kind of it's kind of like a cup right if i'm walking around sometimes david asks me questions he's like are you okay today you know he always comes to me and goes like you don't look normal like what's going on like for me i like when people talk to me so even though i'm a talker i, I like people asking questions then i feel loved that way so how do you honor your wife like have you noticed something that you feel like you know you know that she need to be reminded that she's pretty or something like that you know does she get excited when you do certain things you know those are the things that we look at you know those are the yeah, things those, those are things that you know when you do this should like when you do this should not feel poor so you're not good with expressing your words yeah that's okay we'll just leave you alone we'll leave you, you alone you yourself from doing good stuff like you know they're gonna hurt uh, that's good okay um Okay, so does anybody want to show me uh, how how do you show love to God? So now we're going back for people that are single. How do you show? How do you fulfill fill God's cup? You know, because God is our husbands. You know. Mhm. I think it's just time. It's always time. Mm-hmm. It's like you know we work nine hours a day we do this for two hours we'll have our whole day planned out but when you can you know not even squeeze God in when you yeah when you just give him time especially free time mm-hmm. when you have nothing to do that's I think, I think that's how he feels loved um anybody before I add on my two cents so how do you um uh honor God in your day how do you fill his cup coffee <laughs> I guess. No, of love. Like, how do you show God you love Him every day? Mm, maybe when we, when, whenever you like, whenever you, not, well, whenever I, maybe I go somewhere, mm-hmm. I'll always pray in the car mm-hmm. to tell Him that He's thinking 
Well, we know that we're going to use the window for type use on from on our destination from home and there. Who's going? Who's going? I think I'm going to see like you know get like that morning time. Mm -hmm. Then like even throughout the day, like when they're driving or whatever, they're like just mm -hmm. I think just talking to him. Or just be like, hey, dude, like, did you just see that? You see what <laughs> this guy is doing in front of him? And it's just like, I think I have that a lot when I'm right right. <laughs> Anybody else? Yeah, I think it's when you let him be God in your life. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't mean to like sound like huge, I just mean like there's a lot of things that we can do in our own strength, mm -hmm. right? We can handle various situations with various people, talk to them in specific ways, and we don't give him the opportunity to you know, inform, you know, maybe you should do it this way, maybe mm -hmm. you should talk to them this way. And once you get into that mode where you're like, okay, God, I'm going to, again, trust you in in doing whatever I'm about to do, mm -hmm. um, and then also uh, I'm going to trust you with what you want to do in my life. Mm -hmm. I think that's 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 how we um, submit to him and those stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's ultimately all the answers were right. Um, I think it's always just in fellowship and acknowledging God in everything that you're doing and having that conversation because the Holy Spirit is existent in everything. Like He is right there. So putting your mind, setting your things in the things of Christ, like setting your mind in the things of Christ, eliminates a lot of um, things that can happen to you and stuff like that. Eliminates all the, the open doors and negative things that can just, you know, come and cause a lot of disruption. When you constantly are worshiping God, there's some divine, well, not some divine, there's always a divine protection that God allows to protect you, and yet you wonder, for me, I'm always amazed because, and it comes to acknowledging of God. I think the last time we were talking about, like, you know, how God has protected us for so many things and he has sheltered with us with everything. Because there's a lot of people who go through a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, like, I get amused and I'm like, God, why do you save me? You know, because um, there's a verse that says, because, it's in something like one, actually, because you acknowledge my name, okay? It's, a, it's an inheritance from the Lord. Because you acknowledge my name, therefore I will do this for you. It's just that inheritance. So when we acknowledge God in everything that we do, it's a form of worshiping God. You know, and we're going back to verse 5 where it says, do not talk about anything that is, you know, selfish, boastful, and deceitful, anything that is foolish, cause talking, and all that stuff. It goes back to the whole thing as a reminder of everything else. But with hymns and thanksgiving, you know, make everything, make songs to the Lord, sing, do whatever it is to bring you worship. God wants all of us, every single second, every single minute. It's all about God, not about you. Like, he's glory and he's sovereign. But we're human beings, of course. You know, even in the mere conversation, he wants that. So the last part, I am going to zoom through it. I am just going to... Um, you know, I like the Holy Spirit to flow in conversation, so I'm just going to go ahead and uh, read that one by myself. I did want to say something about okay. the submission, because um, I think it's also important, uh, especially for us who are being prepared um, for a marriage at some point, to understand what, I guess you could say, roles that 
God has clearly laid out um, here in this in this chapter. So like in verse twenty five, husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, mm-hmm. and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain uh, or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Um, you know, that part just speaks to us as men. Um, we're to do what Christ is doing to us as the church, which is, um, you know, washing us through the, the word. word. So, yeah, it's, you, know, you know, spending time in the word of God, mm-hmm. uh, uh, encouraging our wives with the word of God, because as we know in the first book, uh, the first few chapters of the Bible, Eve was deceived because the enemy knew that she mm, could um, she could be swayed by mm-hmm. her words, and so ultimately Adam, who was there while she was reading, yeah, words. he could have been like, "No, do not listen to those words mm. because this is the word of God." Um, mm. And so ultimately, that's what I believe that God is saying here. Um, the same way that Christ washes us with his word is the same way that we're supposed to wash our wives with the word. And obviously that, that means that we also need to um, to be in the word ourselves personally mm-hmm. so that we can uh, wash our wives with the word, encourage her because the enemy is going to come. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so it's to be in right standing with the word of God, like yeah. everything that God has done. I love that. That was so profound, like yeah. the way you said it. Cause in knowing the word of God, because you are always going to be protector. Just like I said, the um, the beginning of submitting, you guys submitting to God, you become the way you know God is in a sense of like you are the protector. You are blocking all those things mm-hmm. because you're using the word of God to just be that. Yeah. I love that. That was powerful. Yeah. Yeah, and then also, after all, no one ever, this is verse 29, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does the church. So it's like, uh, what is it? Uh, so in, the, in that sense, he is pointing out that one, uh, you are you're so knowledgeable of your wife. I think Pastor Joby actually says that. He, mm-hmm. he says, like, you, know, you need to be a student of your wife. Mm-hmm. You, know, you need to learn everything that you need to know about her so that you know, like, if she's not feeling well, you can ask her the question, like, you know, how are you doing? And she says, I'm fine. You're like, no, you're lying. <laughs> you know, you can push because you, you know, as your own body, you know what's wrong with yourself. You know when you're hungry, you know when you're tired, and you know how to solve those issues. So you do with your wife. You know, you, you, you see when she's hungry, you learn, right? Because yeah. sometimes we don't. You don't have to know it in the beginning of your marriage. It's going to be a process. Uh, yeah, a process. But once you know, you know how to take care of, and then you take care. Of. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, for wives, uh, uh, you know, respecting part is because it's it definitely is pride, mm-hmm. but it's also an understanding. Like as a as a man, what are you what are you encouraging in him? Right, you're, you're encouraging him that he isn't enough. Because mm-hmm. that's the question he always asks. Am I enough? Am I worthy of taking care of you? Am I worthy of uh, building this household? Do you trust me enough to do this? Mm-hmm. Um, because there's, you know, uh, going back to Adam and Eve, uh, God cursed her and said, your desire will be for him. Mm-hmm. And basically that, that basically means like, 
you will think that you can do it better, which you can in terms of whatever life is, mm -hmm. but God has placed him above you. Mm -hmm. So are you going to respect the, the roles that God has given you or mm -hmm. are you going to take over as you feel, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so ultimately, that's what you're feeding. You're feeding in the man's heart, you can do it. Um, because, you know, yeah, the confidence. Um, because, and that's also what they're supposed to receive from their father, with their father, right? They do something cool, mm -hmm. what do they say? <laughs> Dad, mm -hmm. what do you think about that? Mm -hmm. Was that cool and whatnot? And so you're just basically feeding that all throughout the life of that man. And, um, and number three, you want him to only hear that from you. Yeah, not, not somebody else. <laughs> yeah, else, yeah, that's the true statement because like a lot of things, it's, it, it actually goes for both sides too because it's the same thing. Uh, that's why I say submit to one another. It's the same thing. You don't want somebody else. I think that's the thing that me and Rich were talking about. Like uh, what things do you know that will cause you to fall if somebody came in like from your past, we talked. We talked about the past, like the past. Well, I'm the one who always talks all the time anyway, because Richard just listens. <laughs> so I was giving an example. Like, say for instance, what is my weakness? Like the things. Uh, what? Because we're talking about like basically what causes people to cheat, right? Mm -hmm. So the thing that I thought about, it, I was like, it's that excitement that we want from whatever memory that we have, mm -hmm. right? It's that excitement that we want from whatever memory we have. So that causes us to cheat on somebody else. Um, one of the biggest things I think you. Um, Remember when uh, Jonathan apologized? He's like, I want to meet up. I'm like, I'm not meeting up with somebody else's husband. Are you oh. out of your mind? Oh, no, he wanted to message you directly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff. Whichever one. Yes. Message me, whatever. I am not opening up no cutworm over here. <laughs> I love the Lord so much. If we ain't talking to, um, if we're not talking to each other, I'm not going to start something when I know that I have a past with you. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. You have to always close your doors. Don't give room for the enemies. Don't go like, oh, we're just friends. Nothing will ever happen. No. You don't know what the enemy comes up. You don't know what your weakness is until you're presented no, with your weakness. Yeah. You don't know what your weakness is until you're presented with that weakness. So if you know your weakness, just stay away. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. It's like, stay away. So those are the things I, I, I noticed. I'm like, no, you're a married person. What am I going to have a conversation with you? You apologize. Let's move on. Like, I'm not going to have any conversation with you. No. So those are the things that you have to understand. What causes you to break you know, you have to know who you are so you can close the door. Because the enemy is actual. Hallelujah. Amen. The moment you say amen, the moment you sin again. <laughs> so those are the things that you have to understand. Um, so I had to, you know, think about the things that will cause me to sin. And I said, you know, I have, I have this habit of, um, you know, Jason, for example. If Jason wanted to come or anything like that. Because Jason was always my downfall all the time. You know, when I saw him, that's why I used to tell him, if you wanted to talk to me, I'd be like, just talk to me over here and that's it just it because when you see somebody you can't you feel all, the, all the feelings from whatever it is just come rushing and you're like oh my gosh you know all those moments da, 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 da. but i already closed that door behind me and i had to stand firm thank god for me i always stand firm i'm like nope i know who i am i know my weaknesses no so those are the things that we have to understand know yourself don't be foolish and put yourself in a compromising position for somebody else and you harm you know the purpose of why god created your marriage right you know don't be foolish i've seen people become so foolish in certain things well i was just we we're just having a conversation you knew your weakness why did you go there know yourself just know yourself like don't do things that are very trapping like i don't do that so i know who i know who my danger zones are you know two people my danger zone so when i see them i'm gonna run <laughs> i have to say when I, it's not that you know it's not that you know they're not um 
you know, I, I'm not sanctified or whatever, but I just don't know myself and I don't trust myself. And the other thing is alcohol. I'm not going to drink alcohol, you know, in, in front of, you know, people that I know that I'm weak for, like, you know, in Jason, whatever. So the other person, you know, which is Leon. <laughs> so, you know, and I, I asked, well, I was like, what, what do those people used to make me feel? They used to make me feel excited. Like we just had, they used to do dumb stuff all day long. And I love that kind of life. Just going oh, free. Man. Yeah. Just free and, you know, smoking, drinking, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> they were fun in the moment. But at the same time, when you understand, dumb stuff, dumb stuff. <laughs> you know, because we want that love that is dumb, because we want that excitement, like in the movie, right? That's basically what it was, shenanigans in your head. So those are the things that we wanted, all the stuff. So those are the things, cut them off, cut them off. And those are the things I learned. Even whenever, I, I remember one time Jason tried to come back in my life. I said, dude, no. But even though, you know, because he was trapped. Never mind, I'm not going to tell you that story. Never mind. <laughs> I'll just leave it alone. But, um, yeah, so those are things that we have to understand. Um, when we think about it, it's like you just learn to cut off things that are a trap. Like a snare. Anything that is a trap to you, anything that you're weak for, if you think that you're weak for somebody, cut, cut them off. Just cut them off. If that person causes you to sin or they have a memory inside you um, that you brings excitement to you, cut it off. You know? Every day is a choice that we make to die to our flesh and accept Christ. Every day. Life is not easy. Sin is like in your face all the time. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm, I'm as honest as I can be. I've been through life and I'm just looking around. I'm like, how in the world? Because I've learned. I'm like, this is danger, 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 danger. I've learned that. So I've, I've learned to identify the things that I know that when I get married, these, these things should, be, should not be in my marriage. Like, I would not entertain them. Because that's basically what happened. Like, in... Earlier in life, you get into the crisis and go like, oh, I wish this person was like, I've heard people tell me that before, and I'm not going to mention their names. They told me that before. They're like, oh, I wish I went back to this time with this person. I think I made the mistakes with this person. Da, 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 da. I've heard those positions before with people, because I'm very curious about people. I ask questions. You know, I ask, why was successful in your marriage? What is the worst thing that you've ever done? You know, and of course, I read books. So, um, yeah, those are the things that you don't do, you know, and then... One of my biggest fear, and I'm going to tell you guys this, one of the biggest fears, I'm like, I know so much about doing practical things, like reading logical things, but I'm saying, like, when we get into the physical stuff, how am I going to handle this, God, right? Your mind always sucks in all this stuff, but yet, you have to live life, you know? And that's the thing that I always tell everybody. I'm like, you can take all the information you want to. At the end of the day, the Holy Spirit is the one who leads your life. The Holy Spirit will change your life to submission because you will, he will renew your mind every time in Christ Jesus. I think another day, no matter how many videos you watch, no matter how many da da da, you know, it's the same thing that I tell my sister all the time. No matter how many things that we do, you can do whatever you want. Practice means walking the Word of God. You got to walk the Word of God. It doesn't matter how many videos, how many seminars, three steps that we're going to follow, blah, 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 all this stuff. Nothing defeats the purpose of just walking in the Word of God and understand what God requires for you. Because God, at the end of the day, is the one who understands people and He's the one who knows us truly inside and out. So, it's okay to read books. I like to read books because it's fun. But at the end of the day, God will show you what your weaknesses. He will show you your danger zones in your life. And he will show you who you are. And then you know, this is not, I'm not going to play with this because this is what happens to me when I play with this. So that's just the way it is. So know yourselves. Don't be foolish. Like, don't be foolish. Point blank period. Just know yourself. Know your weaknesses. And learn to, you know, ask God to help you with all the things. Like, don't be foolish. All of you guys. Don't be foolish. Let us not be foolish. Let's walk in 
spirit and truth and um, you know work in the word of God and this is why I believe in battle bodies have your battle body when you have something have somebody that's gonna point you to Christ all the time when you feel like falling all the time they'll give you a check they're not afraid to tell you the truth those are the friends that I have my friends will tell me but did you even see what you were doing like you know did you so those are the things that you need you need people that will show you who you are they're not afraid to tell you who you are because at least you are comfortable with somebody else you won't do foolish things that you want to do all the time you know I that's why I believe in relationships that are very genuine if you're not genuine get out of my way if you're telling me otherwise you know telling me to make to make myself feel, feel better by myself no you're not telling me the truth you're just throwing me to, to the burning coals of hell that's basically what it is so this is the last one I hope you guys got something from this um, the last one is Ephesians and I'm gonna read the whole thing children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right honor your father and mother which is the first commandment with a promise so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy a long life on the earth fathers do not exacerbate your children instead bring them up in the training and instructions of the Lord slaves obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of the heart just as you would obey Christ obey them not to win their to win their favor when their eyes is on you but as slaves of Christ doing the will of God from your heart serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord not people because you know that the Lord will reward each of each one for whatever good they do whether they are slaves or free masters treat your slaves in the same way do not threaten them since you know that he who is both their masters and yours is in heaven and there is no favoritism with him i love so i'm going to stop right there and then i'm going to do part two so the first beginning we know that you know christ is asking us to you know obey our parents okay and honor our fathers and mothers which is the first commandment with a promise okay so that it may go well with you so you can enjoy a long life so um one of the biggest things i like to tell people like honoring your parents is very important even the people that we think that they're very foolish in a sense uh one of the biggest things that um i learned in a uh what i mean by foolish is like if your parents were like uh, crazy people right they were crazy people but they had a normal child does that make sense yeah. Yeah. i don't know how to say it. mental but, health yeah. like they have mental health or whatever uh, okay that's just <clears throat> probably chaotic lives well no, no i mean like mental health oh. like mental health like they're not fully in like fully in there oh yeah yeah so in that thing uh it's all about like parents honoring you know children honoring everybody else like so um i kind of digressed but let me go back in the whole thing of honoring so when we obey our parents it's just honoring everything comes with fellowship honoring submitting to others it's the same kind of way as we look at our parents um sometimes we might not want to obey our parents like sometimes you know there were moments where i was so i was so defiant and god used to tell me all the time he used to minister to me and tell me that the same thing that you're doing your kids are going to do the same thing to you like all the time it's always a ripple effect you know and then i remember one time when i was 16 years old i gave my life to christ and i was just like you know um and then i remember dad telling me i thought you said you gave your life to christ now why are you <laughs> why are you acting like this you know and then i realized i'm like yeah it's true and it's like to be like christ is to ob obey his word to be different to be set apart so and that to me became a realization now it wasn't perfect because our parents hurt us a lot 
okay your parents are gonna hurt you because you have to and that's the part where I went back to forgiving them because they're human beings right seeing them differently seeing them understanding that once you were also I mean once they were also young right they didn't get fully functioned nobody ever gets fully functioned as they grow you know we get bits and pieces like David said everything we get in bits and pieces it's, it, it is an honor to come out a child who honors God because some people come out hating God does that make sense like through everything that life throws them at them so for me I believe that dad did a great job raising us in Christ like no matter what because at the end of the day we went back to Christ no matter how many how, how disobedient we were you know no matter anything but at the end of the day we realized that we cannot live without Christ so it is very important to you know teach your children to know God for them to submit to God and that's it. it doesn't matter anything else you know train them the way they should be you know Proverbs reminds us like that train your children the way they should be so you know they will never depart from God we, we do stray away from God all the time we do but at the end of the day we come back to God because we realize that at the end of the day it's not our parents it's all about Jesus okay it's not about what our parents have done because nobody's perfect but it's about Jesus unless if your parents abused you and something else happened and da, 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 that's something different but you will still learn to forgive people because Christ has forgiven you and that's what it is and then because obedience brings long life it brings longevity sin brings death okay so the promise is so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on earth mm -hmm. because the more you disobey your parents sin is death that's basically what it is for the wages of sin is death but the gift of life the gift of God is eternal life right we know that that's just the opposite of the thing when you disobey your parents and do everything else when you expose yourself to certain things you are going to you know die practically an example what you're going to die those are things that we allow in our lives and then you end up in that thing but thank God for my Redeemer leaves I know what the Word of God says about me I will live and not die okay because God has a purpose and he has a plan and that purpose has to be accomplished I'm never afraid of death. I think God had to show me death to understand everything so that way I can conquer the world. Okay. I'm not afraid of dying. You know, I get every time I get grateful to understand that, you know, life my life has to be lived with a purpose. Okay. That's just the way it is. So those are the things that we have to understand. Does anybody have anything on that part? Honoring your father and mother? I like the next one. Yeah. Oh, do not exacerbate your It's yeah. so important Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'll let you go ahead. Um, I mean, I understand like discipline. Discipline is always needed, right? But then you discipline to the point where you're just like, oh, your kid, oh, you're doing math homework or something, and your kid doesn't get the get what's happening. So, for example, uh, God has been teaching me how to be patient with Seth mm -hmm. because I gotta understand that Seth doesn't, you know common sense isn't common for children mm -hmm. obviously so it's like okay <laughs> no no offense i'm not no offense in, in anything but it's like when you're trying to explain a concept it's like yeah you, sh you should already know this but you, you shouldn't he's a kid right mm -hmm. so then you have to go back and you have to backtrack and you have to learn okay you need to know this before you can know this and this and this right so it's patience yeah that's, that's true yeah because our parents sometimes the way they treated us they kind of put that pressure on you especially for me I think uh, that put a pressure on me to be the firstborn a lot of times and I'm the one that girl that that firstborn that just always messed up like and most of the times I did it on purpose I had a plan like I had a plan to ruin my parents 
<laughs> like I even did it. I even told them I'm gonna ruin your life because this is the way it goes. Because you ruined my life, so I'm just gonna do it revenge. That's the way it was. It was like A, B, C, D. That's why I did it all the time. And I did it on purpose. I knew what I was doing. So in all things, in understanding that, you know, God is so solvent. Like even though because sometimes we react to the pain that we internalize, but we don't know that. So and that's the reason why everybody needs Jesus to understand that because nobody's perfect and then I always used to ask I'm like I just found myself here nobody asked you to that's why I used to tell my parents when I get mad nobody asked you to give birth to me you just brought me here did I ask you no but the sovereignness of God was like I have a purpose for you that's why I chose those two parents for the opposition that they gave you so you can become a stronger person and so that you can heal and understand that every trouble that goes on in your life you have to turn your hurt to God focus Jesus get healed Jesus the past hurts Jesus because ultimately Jesus has the, all the answers as much as we like to understand is like understanding that people are people and God is God like God is so good that's the ultimate answer for everybody and then um uh, what is this serve God who I can never say this one serve God wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord not people Okay, it's the same thing, same concept. Because you know that the Lord will reward each one of you for whatever good they do, whether slave or free. And then it says, um, you already know that there's no favoritism with Christ. You know, God doesn't have favoritism. Do unto others the way you want, you know, anything to be done to you with your parents, everything. It's just uh, obeying our parents is not just obeying. In, you know our own parents is also obeying obeying other people who are above us and stuff like that not when somebody doing something in ownership in um, sincerity in all sincerity understanding that even if nobody's watching how are you doing things are you doing this with all your heart or are you doing that you know with a greedy heart or with a mumbling heart however you're doing you know how are you doing it is it worship because everything that you do is worship to God and that's it. That's what it is. So um, I think that one is okay. Do you guys have anything that you want to say? No. The, the thing about the, the slave thing. Oh my gosh, I knew you. <laughs> but you gotta understand what time they were in. So yeah. the problem with this whole thing is, I think, um, because even Jewish people had slaves. Even their own people were slaves to, to I them. Know they had slaves. <laughs> Jews rich. Well, no, I'm saying like even their own people were slaves to, to them, if you look at the Bible. So what I'm trying to say is like it was that kind of thing that it was because you owed me something. So therefore, if you can't pay for it, you wanna, I'm, we're going to use you as a form of service in a sense, in exchange of that. So, but don't take that to... Um, but that's why I feel like I can't, I can't trust everything. What? Like the New Testament show a lot more truth than the Old Testament. The Old Testament seemed like it got truth, but it has a lot of opinion in it too. People giving their own perspective. Like what? What, what do you mean? Like, like I guess what some of the things, I find I and all that, but Jesus come through and he changed up the whole thing. Well, because you know it was I mean? more laws then. You know, God was a God of judge. Like, if you look at the nature of God, then he did justice right then and then. He judged right then and then. There was no, if he did something, so for instance, if you, yeah, he strikes people like that. Because like if you re read the book of Deuteronomy, you're going to be like, oh, Lord, this is just a mess. Like, you know, when people, they said, if your family member was trying to entice you to 
you know, worship another idol or whatever. You didn't matter if you love them or not. You have to stone them to death. That's what God required. You shall love me with all your heart, mind, and soul. That's it. That's the way it worked. It didn't. It didn't matter to God. Like you, judgment was then and then. So imagine without Jesus, we would have got this world would have been chaos. Everybody would be like, <laughs> the whole time. but now you know we're so oblivious and so ignorant, and we sin against God like it's okay. We do that. You know, we think that we we're entitled to sinning, and we're like, I'm just gonna pray about it and ask God. So if I ain't gonna say it's okay. I'm gonna say it's the norm. People sin easily. Because it's, it becomes normal and God has become a fairy tale. God has be, nobody respects God anymore, and that's why we're having so much. So many, God is bringing, you know, so many, some, so this judgment in the in the world because He's separating between the goats and the sheep, those who love Him and those who hate Him, and that's basically what's going on. This is why people who are in Christ, people always ask me, "How do you have so much peace?" Because I know who God is. I know where I'm going. Like point blank, period. You know, I know who I am in Christ. I don't have to compromise anything. That's why I tell people, I'm like, what is your validation? Where is our validation in this whole thing? Like, what are we validating ourselves in? Because people take God, there's no fear of God these days. There's no fear of God. Like, think about it. And that's why all this stuff is happening. Because nobody, nobody's afraid of God. And that's the reason God is like, you will bow down. You will worship me. Because you have no source anymore. And then the dark is getting exposed so lightly. Like, you know, the umla, as a umla, what is it? Kumladis? Umla. Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those people. And you see Beyonce and all that stuff. You know, everything is getting exposed and it looks normal. That's what I'm saying. People are worshiping themselves. You know, uh, black is king. What the heck are you trying to do? Jesus is king. Like, people are making things so normal that it sounds so okay. And that's how the enemy is coming in. You know, there was a movie on uh, YouTube. I mean, no, not YouTube. Netflix. Netflix, this girl was about to dance and she was praying to Beyonce. She was like, Beyonce, please, I pray. Amen. I was like, okay. See how normal things look? And then kids are watching. Kids are watching all this stuff and it becomes normal. We're worshiping, we're becoming self idolized. We're becoming self indulged. It's all about me, 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 and my world. And I'm forgetting about who my God is. And that's basically what's going on. And that's the first thing I thought about when I was reading the Old Testament and talk how they praise the idols and everything. I just thought about celebrities nowadays. Mm -hmm. It's becoming so normal because, you know, Beyonce, Beyonce is not, not going to pray for you. Beyonce is not going to save you. Beyonce is not going to heal you. Okay? You're going to go to hell. <laughs> Have you guys seen what she worships? It is the most saddest thing ever. When I was younger, I, I used to love Rihanna. And then suddenly the whole space started opening up. I just kind of felt like, I was like, this person is singing to somebody else. I was like, they're not singing to a person. That's what it felt like. It felt so dark. Like some of the lyrics, and I was like, this doesn't sound like a person. I felt like they were singing to a demon. After that, I was like, that was, that's when you guys, remember when you used to, you used to persecute me? Everybody in this house used to persecute me about not listening to regular music. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I used to like, oh, it's just music. And I'm like, no, you guys used to persecute me all the time, if you remember. All the time. <laughs> huh? 
Ah, what me? Persecuting you guys? Yeah, because you told me yeah. to stop listening to Lil Wayne when yeah, I wanted to album. That's not persecuting you. You guys were persecuting me for telling you to stop because I didn't want you guys to listen. That was persecuting me because like every time I listened, and the rich would be like, ah, it's just music. We're just listening oh, all the saying, time. Okay, so you mean? Yeah, <laughs> you're like, you're right to I mean, I had to say Are you saying you were the one who came and told us to stop listening to our music? Uh, no, no, no. I'm saying like sometimes you guys used to play your music out loud and I was there and I'm like, I don't want to listen to it. Yeah, and you guys yeah, used to be like, it's just music. Oh, I thought you yeah. were talking about we persecuted you for listening to Rihanna yeah, or something. Exactly. Oh, no, 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 I'm talking about like, you know, whenever yeah, okay. I used to, you guys used to listen and I used to try to tell you, stop listening to this. And you used to just be like me, telling me, oh, it's nothing wrong. And now they're on the other side. <laughs> yeah, they got, of, they got a lot of videos talking about conspiracies with the music industry and how they worship the devil. Yeah, and they're bringing it out. See, the enemy is so funny that he's bringing it out. He's just bringing it out. Like, everything is so open, and then black people are now into this spirituality. They really worship money, though. Yeah. But that's, that's the devil, too. Yeah. <laughs> whatever you want to call it, money, whatever, however they get access to money, that's just uh, satanic. However, however they use their resources, if you're using it for the good, then you use it to uh, worship God. But if you're using it, your own self gain and you don't care about no that's selfish and that's the devil because I, I think uh, to go back to your Old Testament New Testament um, one of the things that as you read the Old Testament that's what you have to be looking for where is Jesus in this moment because Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophets and the laws um, and he became a curse and a judge and took on the judgment of God Right, so that we don't have to be stoned when we, we do something. our parents, right? Because that's actually what it was. Mm-hmm. If your child is obstinate, they, and kill, they, they yes. kill the kids for it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, you have to be. When you read the Old Testament, it was immediate judgment. Imagine, immediate judgment. Immediately. So when you read the story, you're, you, you should be like thankful, like, God, thank you for Jesus, because now I don't have to. Face this immediate judgment that mm-hmm. you know these kids uh, face. Chopping off hands and yeah. all that. Mm-hmm. I think that's the reason why Muslim people practice that because you know anybody who stays away from the religion they practice the old stuff. That's mm-hmm. what they do. Like because for them it's kind of like you know uh, it's the same thing. Like when God well not the really the same thing but the same kind of nature in the sense of like when God says do not worship other other gods right. So mm-hmm. Muslim people the same way like don't worship any other god. Don't be a Christian. Don't be this. They'll kill you because you're betraying their thing, and it's the same kind of concept that they have. That but it's evil, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not in the same form of God. If you guys read the nature of God, like if you read the nature of God, you're gonna be like, uh-huh. that's why I used to go like, I'm like, God, that was you. Like this is brutal. That's what I said, you know. And then the other one was um the the one where um Moses, those people were trying to like the tribe of one one tribe, the one that the earth opened. Is it Korah? Yeah, God. One person did something. Guess what God did? The whole family went in the ditch. Okay, actually, that, oh, yeah. at that point, it was all of their fault. Yeah, it was. What Moses said: Whoever is for me, mm-hmm. stand on this side. Or God, sorry, stand on this side. Whoever is for Korah, stand on that side. And then, is what? <laughs> yeah. So, and that's basically what it was. I mean, I understand that part, but it's it's kind of understanding. Like, if you oppose, you know. God's word. God didn't have like He's a God of mercy and justice or whatever. And you can tell 
but he did immediately thank God for Jesus because even whenever uh, Moses, when they sinned, when God was like, I'm gonna wipe them off, like I'm gonna do that. Moses prayed for 40 days to beg God not to do that. He was like, You're gonna embarrass yourself. He even told God, I was like, You're gonna embarrass yourself if you do this because you are not. Huh? Go ahead. Ah, you. It's Bible study. Put your phone there. Oh, oh you have Bible study? No, I mean like, because it's uh, What you want? Spit it out, dude. Are you Six tired? Six o'clock, is that what you're saying? Yeah, no, sometimes we go over. You don't want to spend time with the Lord? No, I'm not sure you mean. I just thought that it was... No worries, it's almost over. It's almost over. <laughs> The, the reason why uh, well, the reason why I make you stay over here is because I want you to be exposed to the word of God. <laughs> That's Maybe, it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Um, okay, so yeah, you, you know, you see the nature of God and you see the judgment. For me, I see um, when I look at those two different things between Jesus and God, I, you know, because a lot of people don't understand, like you know, Jesus gives us the authority that we have in the spirit realm, right? And then God is the Abba Father. You look at Him and you're like, oh my gosh. You know, I give you reverence and I honor you because ultimately, you know, you will do bring, you know, judgments, but therefore you, you hold off that judgment. And then when you look at Jesus, you forgive me. So for me, that's the reverence that I have because I'm looking at the nature of God. I'm like, well, like when I read the other part, sometimes I kind of get quimish. I'm like, ooh, I'm like, God, what kind of God are you? You know. Yeah, another thing I think about though, since God and Jesus are one, then maybe God maybe became more lenient through experiencing and actually feeling those actual feelings. Oh, so cool. Well, the human more. nature for yeah, sending Jesus. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I, well, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. No, I no, no. See, like, that's a, that's a good analogy. analogy but um, this is why the life of Jesus is important, uh, right? When he was in the garden, what was he stressed about? He was stressed because he was about to experience the full wrath of God for the rest for the world, and he sweated. He's like, "I, I don't want to do this, God. You know, but your will be done in my life." Mm-hmm. So God wasn't necessarily being lenient. He 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 was going to do everything that it required uh, by His law. Right, the, the full punishment was going to be placed on Himself, mm-hmm. wow. so that after yeah, so we won't get have to feel it anymore. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, the, he kind uh, of uh, understanding, but at the same time, you know, yeah. he just took on he took on the bird. Yeah, exactly. And then once he rose from the dead, he he now has this victory, and now he gives us this victory, this new life, so we don't have to suffer, we don't have to pay for our own sins um, anymore. So. Yeah, that's a powerful analogy. I like that. That's amazing. Um, so the armor of God, finally be strong in the Lord and his mighty power, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with a with a breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet 
with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace in addition to all this take up the shield of faith which you can distinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests with this in mind be alert and always keep on praying for all the lord's people pray for me that whenever i speak god's oh whenever i speak words may be given me so that i will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which i am an ambassador in chains pray that i may declare it fearlessly as i should greetings titus the fellow brother and faithful servant in the lord will tell you everything so that you also may know how i am and what i am doing i'm sending him to you for this very purpose that you may know how we are and that he may encourage you peace to the brothers and sisters and love with faith from god the father and the lord jesus christ grace to all who our lord jesus christ with all undying love okay so why do we need the armor of god for that day of evil that day where there's temptation everywhere and, and whatnot so that when when that day comes i always because the reason why i'm saying this is because the past couple weeks it's just been peaceful no <laughs> <laughs> so what you said no <laughs> okay okay uh, the past couple weeks it has been very temptuous you know from uh, lust and whatnot and yeah i'm supposed to be staying off of social media but then you know when i get on it it pops up and i'm like okay so then when even if you get off immediately there's still that lasting effect there's mm -hmm. still that you know that exactly so then then you have to start fighting that again so it's like okay um so how do you fight because you gotta fight from victory because at the end of the day one of the biggest things i've learned is like you already know that you already won the battle but if you allow yourself to be in defeat and feel like okay i'm going backwards i'm not going forward then therefore you are submitted to the lies of the enemy right mm -hmm. so how do you win that fight knowing that okay this is an accident you know that picture popped up you know it's not a residing yes you gotta stay permanently you know because sometimes we beat ourselves off that mm -hmm. but so how do you put on that armor in those positions can you like tell me from okay so number one which is well the the way yeah. i've been fighting really is you start to think of the things that make you fall right mm -hmm. so then for me again it's social media it's uh, stuff that I watch, stuff that I listen to. So then you start cutting those things off slow. Like you said, cut off whatever makes you fall. Mm -hmm. So then you cut off uh, this and that. So you spend less time doing this and that. Mm -hmm. So then, um, yeah, even with music, especially music, because then I st I've actually started listening to the lyrics in the songs, which a lot of rappers like to glorify women and whatnot. So then I started taking those songs off of my playlists that mm -hmm. I listen to regularly. So it's like... Oh, they glorify women. Oh well, they're glorifying their bodies. I'll tell you that. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, body, body, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. so yeah, it's it's, it's yeah, that. Mm -hmm. just cutting off. That's good. Um, I think mm -hmm. in each of the pieces of armor, 
Give us an example of how you would, you know, what you're fighting. Oh, 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 oh I was going to say, like, with each of the pieces of armor, there is a different battle uh, to be fought, obviously. Okay. So, uh, the belt of truth buckled around your waist, like, you know, uh, the enemy is going to come with specific lies that will try and twist what the truth is, right? Uh, the belt of truth holds everything up. Mm-hmm. So it could be the truth about your salvation, or it could be the truth about uh, what God's word is in your life. Are you letting that um, be attacked? Are you letting that belt, again, which is also going to inform every other piece of armor that's on you. Mm-hmm. So, for example, the, the uh, breastplate of righteousness. Um, I'm the righteousness of Christ. You, know, you have to you know, keep telling yourself that um, because it is what the word of God has declared to you. But again, is it being grounded in the truth of the Lord of God? Mm-hmm. And the enemy is going to exploit that. And then the final one is like the helmet of salvation. Right? The, the, uh, sorry, the shield of faith is the one I want to use. Uh, the enemy is going to come with you with the fiery darts, right? with lies and um, his schemes and whatnot. Um, are you going to use this, the shield of faith to, to block those specific attacks that will try and defeat your faith, that will try and block, uh, waver your faith or, uh, or shrink? your faith so it's like I think each piece of armor really has its own yeah different yeah. battles I do like that because it's like okay so the belt of truth mm-hmm. whenever I fall the enemy always tries to come in you know the guilt the shame stuff mm-hmm. like that so then I sit there and I'm like no uh, I, I know that this wasn't it's not intentional. this isn't me right yeah mm-hmm. I understand that so I'm not gonna let you sit here and, and tell me that oh I've lost my salvation I've lost my mm-hmm. faith I'm no longer clean just because mm-hmm. I did this and all. I'm just gonna keep pushing and keep doing better and the better. next time and keep improving. Mm-hmm. That's true, because um, um, when the the truth comes, the Bible says when once you know the truth it will set you free because you know the truth. At first, you know your truth might be a little bit foggy and stuff like that. But when you once you understand the the truth, there's always that surrender and everything else. So, does anybody else have anything, Rachel or Henry, on the helmets and the belt of truth, like any helmets that you want to talk about? Like, well, not helmets, any armor that you want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> any armor that you guys want to talk about? I'll skip. You want me to skip? And then you can come back. Oh, um, the belt of truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, there's also like when um like having an issue. Like I guess like when the mind mm-hmm. when you have so much mind. like thoughts in your mind mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Just I think what I've been trying to do is just return back to like what the scripture says mm-hmm. and just like try to like repeat that over and over again. Mm-hmm. But um. And you also have to practice it because repeating can bounce back, but believing, because you have to understand that all scriptures God breathed. So you have to understand that the more you do that, you're, you're breathing the breath of God on you. And the breath of God is like changing you and stuff like that. That's why I imagine. So the word of God becomes flesh in me, and I'm just like, God is in me. And therefore, because God is in her, she will never fool. My favorite verse, you already know that. So, and then that's the way I try to view things. Like, I take the word of God as flesh. So, as it falls on me, 
as I imagine that, as I put on all those shields and the helmet of salvation and all that stuff, you know, I just practice, you know, just understanding that Christ and I are one. The Spirit of God lives in me. God is in me. You know, all that stuff. So therefore, you know, I try my best to leave out the truth, like practice the truth of God and stuff like that. Um, does anybody have anyone? Do you have anyone? Any shield? No, any armor. That's <laughs> like an issue. It's like what he um, wanted to say. Um, sometimes we keep on, you know, spend much time on social media. Um, it's really hard sometimes to pre to prevent ourselves from going. But uh, yeah, I talk to yeah. Last time we had a men's talk, and I tell them like, oh, sometimes I prevent myself from going into Instagram, but uh, it's really hard, mm -hmm. you know, because stuff that you really uh, used it to. Yeah, but um, you were saying you uninstall the app, but then you yeah, 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 and. Uh, the other thing I, I notice is, yeah, you can still be using the app, but the way you're using it, um, you can get rid of those pages that distract you mm -hmm. and bring in the, the page that will make you close to, mm -hmm. to get. Yeah, because true. there are also a Christian page in Instagram. Mm -hmm. And there are nice pages that you can follow, and mm -hmm. uh, so for, to my side, what I see is because I get used of it and mm -hmm. I really like it. Mm -hmm. So to keep on using it, I I need to get rid of those pages that get distraction or bring distraction to me, mm -hmm. and just to follow the page that. We make me proud so. yeah and Philip brought up a good point last time he's like so I kept saying man Twitter sucks because Twitter is just disgusting but he was like yeah why don't you just unfollow you the don't, you don't have to phone. stop using the entire app just unfollow clean it up a little bit you know mm -hmm. yeah yeah and stuff yeah, like that you see like you can just hide post yeah hide it exactly, yeah. exactly. So. that's true um that is always true, like anything else. But like we said, you still seen it though. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Somebody turned it on, you might have blocked it. Well, sometimes I feel like it's a level of you have to know yourself. Like I told you guys, if you know your weaknesses and if you know that you're one of those people that just need a little extra help, cut it all off yeah. until you heal from all that stuff. Because at the end of the day, for me, I have to, I have, for me, I have problems, right? I have personal issues. Like even me looking at um, women's pictures is another thing for me. So other things like that, I've always been a comparison person. I want to be having this kind of body and this kind of thing. So insecurities fall on those, you know, pictures and stuff like that. So I'm like, what is this trying to make an idol of somebody? Oh, I want to work out as this person. I want to have this kind of body. I want to do that. So I had to cut it all off. Like, I'm just going to delete my Instagram because I'm like, I'm sitting over there comparing myself. Oh, you know, this person looks nice. You know, their body looks like this, you know? Look at them. They're being a wife like this. You know, I'm copying. You're being a familiar spirit. That's what you will be. 
that's basically what I'm trying to do. You know, I'm looking at women. I'm just like, I want to be like that kind of wife before. Like, you know, this person's body and stuff. Even the people that look normal because we're lasting over there. Lasting does not mean just sexually. Lasting means anything that just being exhortation to that thing, whatever it is that you're looking at. So for me, I was just giving glory to everything else. I'm just like, oh, delete. Because I started subliminally, we, especially women, we do things that we, we're copycats without actually knowing. We just find ourselves copying, you know, and go like, oh, I want to do like this. I want to look like that girl. When I have my family, I'm going to look like, no, you're being a familiar spirit. That's what you're being, a familiar spirit. Stop doing that. So for me, I had to cut off the things that, you know, because for me, I had to understand, like, I need to be full in God to understand what my identity is, you know. Uh, you know, I had a problem with, uh, even Rachel last time she even told me, she's like, I don't think you want to see um, my friend's page. Because <laughs> I was like, so I was so curious and I went, I was like, oh, she has a nice body. It's like, oh my gosh. So that's the thing that, she, you know, she warned me about that because it's kind of like my downfall because I'm always looking at my scars and I'm always looking at this. So you have to know yourself. What tricks you? What makes you weak? What is going on in your mind? You know? Anything else that's not bringing God glory, what are you doing? So those are the things that you under, understand. For me, I cut it all off. Like, I was just like, I sat well, over there and cut it all off. The thing you also have to know is that they really portraying who they the are. Who they really are. So we, 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 we're looking at all this stuff and we look like it's nice and stuff like that. That's the reason why it's so hard to be who you are because you're trying to be other people. <laughs> You're busy trying to look around. To people. Yeah, people want to <laughs> they like, want to be like them to too. Yeah. So who's who's original here? Because <laughs> <laughs> like you also get to when you know the real person you and how like, the person's like looks like. As and well. you're like, you're like this is not the, the real person. person that they put on there. Yeah. You, you, you get to know. Like, yeah. Because even when I when I thought about Ivan, I was like, she is different on social media. This girl is so sweet, and then on the other side, it's just like, and of course we know everything about her, like we know her downfall and everything. But it's very interesting to see that action on Instagram. So for me, it was kind of like, it's totally different people, like the way people act and the way they put on it's because they want to be validated. They want to be known that you are appreciated because some, there's something lacking in that thing. So you want validation, you want to be satisfied. It's all about self-idealization. It's all about me, 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 and my wants. I want this, 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 this. So in all things, uh, at the end of the day, like all this stuff, for me, I cut off, like I cut off anything that just makes me weak. That's just me. Point blank, period. I don't, you know, I'm not perfect at it sometimes. You know, sometimes uh, one of my downfall is whenever I feel some type of way, instead of worshiping, I like to drink a glass of wine and then sleep and then wake up. I'm like, oh, I still need God. I'm going to go back. <laughs> so those are my weaknesses. I'm just putting them out there. So I'm going to go back to the, uh, the whole helmets. Let's go back. So the helmet of truth is the first one, right? Mm. So everything is truth and the rest is a lie. So the word of God is truth and the rest of the, everything that, you know, goes away from the word of God is a lie. Okay. Anything that we go through. Pursue the word of God. Memorize scripture because the, the word of God is the truth of God. So that's the belt of truth. So when the enemy comes opposing you. Like one of the biggest things that I'm doing right now is allowing truth to be in me and for me to produce truth out of me. So whatever I'm sowing in my environment has to be truthful. So I am trying to wear the belt of truth when the enemy tells me, you know, God didn't tell you this. Did God tell you that? You know, did God tell you to make that sermon? No. And I tell myself, oh, when the enemy tries to make me compare myself, you should speak this way. Oh, the way you speak doesn't sound good. You know, you need to have like, you need to talk like this person. So I was idolizing, even Christianity, I was idolizing um, 
What's that girl's name? Daphne. You know, the way she looks. She looks so poised and so nice and just... But I don't know her life, right? I just see it on social media. And, you know, one minute you find yourself sounding like that person because you're trying to imitate. You just become a family spirit. So I had to delete her because what... I wasn't looking at what she was doing. I wasn't looking at what the messages she was producing, but I was busy looking at how she talks, you know, how she looks and how pretty she is and all that stuff. You know, I'm just like, oh, this is how a godly woman's supposed to be like, no. So either way, you understand what I'm saying? We're exalting human beings. So we have to know what, you know, whatever makes you fall, you need to surrender it. It's all about surrender to Christ. The hallmarks of salvation, surrender the thoughts and renew your mind, okay? All the time, you're renewing your mind in Christ Jesus. When you feel like, for me, I test myself sometimes. I put myself in those positions. How am I feeling now? Especially if I'm feeling jealousy. How am I feeling if I expose myself to that thing or that conversation? How am I feeling? Am I going to feel that way? Then I know if I'm still having, if I still have issues, then I have to learn how to deal with that thing. Like, okay, God, this thing hasn't gone. What am I going to do about it? So those are things. I expose myself to see what level am I on? Did I clear this thing up? Did I clear this thing that I'm trying to go? Did I really surrender it? Or... Did I get healing completely or not? So I expose myself to see, you know, a little bit. Not in the sense of sinning, but in the sense of, like, how do I react with this? Now, I'm not talking about you guys go and check if your last folder like, they're going to be there. <laughs> they're going to be there. But I'm Trust saying, like, me. I'm talking about, like, things like jealousy. Like, things that are, like, audible. Like, things like that. Am I feeling jealousy? It doesn't matter. Thinking of jealousy, too. Yeah. Because how I look at it, like, you have a negative thought, I feel like. You're supposed to think the opposite. You have any jealous thoughts or com- compliment this person. Yeah, compliments. Yeah, you're right. Doing exceeding more than that thing. But you also have to understand what's in your heart. Because if it hasn't left, you still you can't kick it out. Like The, the way that I dealt with uh, jealousy with uh, my friend was admitting my actions. I, I admit this is how I'm feeling. So... Again, you are admitting for your sins, right? And that's what you do. So I admitted what I did, and I confessed my sins, and we talked about it. We talked about it so we can get better at it. It's a relationship. So you do that. You talk about your faults. You talk about your downfalls. You talk about them so that we can heal. Because if you hide it in your heart and you keep on thinking about it, the enemy is going to keep on playing those things over and over. So the more you talk about it, how you can look at it differently, you know, how that person feels because you're doing what you're doing, you know. So you listen to both sides because most of the times when we feel jealousy, we always try to be victims and go like, oh, well, I'm the one that's doing it. But you're also doing something else to somebody else. So you have to understand. How does that person feel when you do that, when you betray their trust? You know, and that's the thing that I learned. I betrayed my best friend's trust. So now she has to treat me differently because the boundary is now broken. So now we have to fix that boundary because we've broken the trust. So now we have to fix those things. So those are the steps that you have to understand. And you have to understand also the person that you, you did the offense to so you can't just go to that person and expect them to forgive you easily. No. You have to also have to give them time. It's like so dynamic. Like both sides. You give the person time, you know, to accept whatever you've done and to think about them the self. To give them time. And then as time goes, if the person was genuine about it, everything will go, go, fall back in place. You know, because you did establish forgiveness and understanding and, um, you know, basically um, talking to each other about what was in your heart so you can work. You it's the same thing. Some people mess up though. Hmm? Like, by not giving the person time after, you know what I'm saying, you cross them, they gotta try to recover from it. Mm-hmm. Some people gonna push at you harder. Oh, yeah, they push at you harder because they don't wanna give you time because they think that, and that's why it they comes from like victimizing. Like, you you know, you have to forgive me. No! 
you have to give me time to understand. And if it's a real genuine, if that person is a Christian and they're genuine in Christ, God is going to bring healing to them because you also violated the boundaries. It's a violation of whatever it is that you guys have together. You know, it's, it's a violation. That's why I tell people, I'm like, it's the same thing. It's just dynamics. Like, the way you treat people is the same thing, submitting to God. Just imagine God. You violate the boundaries. I mean, of course, God is ever-loving. He's not. He's always faithful when we're not faithful. So those are the things that I do. I do that. And it t- in this situation, it taught me to be, to understand that I need to give people time and that I c- they can't forgive me on my terms just because I'm very easily forgiving, right? I don't know how that person handles the thing. I'm easily forgiving, so it doesn't faze me. Like, I forgive somebody and forgot it a day. So, and I expect somebody to do the same thing because that's the way I handle things, right? But you also have to be in their shoes. You know, how do they handle this thing? How are they? And give them room to grieve over whatever it is that you violated. So that way they can have time for you guys to talk about it and then he'll form it. You know, okay, this is how I felt when you did this. So, and those are the things that we have to understand. So the shield of faith, feed your faith, okay? Again, feed your faith with the word of God. Understand the word of God and believe what the word of God. Believe that, you know, God is the one who breathed the word of God. So um, that one, you know, the Bible says it is impossible to please God without faith. So everything that you do is faith. The gospel of peace, identity, scriptures, um, Christ in our hearts. Okay, so we know what the gospel of peace is, right? Understanding the word of God, the word of God, and allowing the word of God to be to bring peace and healing, and that's basically what you know, Christ being in our hearts, the gospel being in our hearts, you know, understanding the word of God. Anybody wants to see anything? And then, you, of course, you know that we fight. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Don't take things personal. Understand that the enemy is always behind everything else. The enemy uses the things that you love the most. And then understand that people will betray you. But ultimately, God should be the center of everything else. God brings healing when you allow him to take charge of everything in your life. That's basically what we do. It is not a perfect walk, but if we acknowledge our sins all the time in communion with one another and understand that I'm a sinner, you're a sinner, but let's work to the righteousness of God, to be in right standing with the Holy, you know, the Holy Scripture, what the Word of God says all the time. Because every day you have to die to your flesh. Every day you're sinning. You wake up and you're sinning. You, 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 you wake up and you're like, what am I going to do that's evil today? That's basically what we do. Like, sometimes I'm like... <laughs> you wake up and you're sinning. <laughs> you went to sleep a sinner. <laughs> you went to sleep, you were sinning in your sleep too. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? So Not those me. are the things that we understand. <laughs> I'm done. Deuce, you're a mess. <laughs> Don't make me feel like that. Like that hatred, I breathe. No, sometimes I tell God, I'm like, shoot, we should end this world because this is too much. Again. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> you know? start over. Yeah, let's, let's just end this world because I'm sinning against you, God. You know, no, seriously, I, oh, that's my cry. Like, my cry is always like, God, how can I not stop sinning? Every single second, I'm already, like, vicious somehow. Like, every single second, I already curse somebody else. Like, whoosh. Like, my mind is already saying something about somebody in my little head. You know, I'm looking like a little nice person walking around, but in my heart, I just went like, boop, gotcha. <laughs> you know, and God is saying that. So, and ultimately, it's, everything starts from our heart. You know, what we allow in our eyes, and it goes in our hearts, and it sits, and everything else. So, every day you have to die to your flesh. What would Jesus do, you know, all the time? Yeah, How would we? The spiritual warfare you were talking about, like, 
it's not a battle against flesh. Mm-hmm. That's part of what I was talking about. Like with me and my uh, brother, like it's just like he had real ill feelings. Like he wouldn't treat me like a big brother anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's like when I left on that trip and I came back, it's like he was giving me that same honor and respect of a big brother that I ain't got since the, the crash happened. Aww. You know what I'm saying? I'm like. It's shocking me, and I still got bitterness in my heart. Oh. So I'm like, I don't know if I want to just, you know what I'm saying? Nah, I still had bitterness, but lately, after just steady seeing, like, my little brother crying out to me, like, really, like, trying to respect me again and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I, I should probably let down and then My other little brother talked to me about it, too, because oh. he had talked to him, and then he just was telling me something. He's looking at me, and he pierced my heart. I ain't gonna lie, I broke down crying. Aww. He just was talking to me and he was just letting me know some real talk like man. And the one of us would be gone any day. And he dealing with going and finna be locked up. And it just I thought about all all my brothers and everybody and I just started crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is very important to live in forgiveness, mm-hmm. you know. I'm very big on forgiveness. Like, um I'm not gonna lie, like you know, I was having a hard time with something. Um and it's something that the Holy Spirit showed me. And then he was just like, uh, so you're going to go to sleep? And then this is why you allow, this is why uh, spiritual warfare happens. When we go to sleep, when you expect God to protect you in your dreams, but guess what? God's not going to protect you because you have something that you're holding on to. You have opened the door to the enemy to attack you. That's basically what it is. We open doors unbeknownst to us because of that action. You know, God, for me, God alerts me. Sometimes I'm just like, I'm not listening to what you're saying because I just want to be in my feelings. You know, and we get to that point where we just want to be in those emotions because we want to feel the the um, the authority of being in that whatever it is that we want to acknowledge that we're feeling, so that way people can know that we're feeling this thing, and then it's my way. But what that brings is like self, you know, self righteousness. That's basically what it is, self righteousness. You know, when God has called you to submit to Him and break down and ask God for forgiveness and move on. You know, if you're having a hard time, just you know, I, I was having a hard time yesterday. I even told my brother about it. I think I told Rachel too. I said, I'm having a hard time. Like, I'm having a hard time. I can't, I can't deal with this. Like, repeatedly, when people offend you all the time, repeatedly, over and over, over and over, and you're always the one who always forgives, it, it is hard. It is the hardest thing. But God has called us regardless to submit to God and forgive people regardless. Even if they repeat of the offense, you have to forgive them. Because it's not your battle. The battle is Christ. That's why it's not flesh. It's a spiritual thing. So, does anybody have anything that they want to say? Anybody else? Hey, and like Mishinika, lastly, Mishinika even said, like, God's calling us to pray for our enemies. Mm-hmm. Not because the, um, what is it? Not because the consequences of their sin won't happen. Um, it's, it's, that's, that's, that's what we fear. That's why we don't pray for our enemies. But it's like, no, God's calling us to pray for them because that's what He's commanded us. Uh, and then you leave vengeance is mine to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, now will come in whatever time, but you know, in the meantime, you pray for them, you pray for their well-being, and ultimately, especially if they're not saved, uh, you pray for their salvation because mm-hmm. that's that's bigger than the offense that they have. You've done, yeah, because God's, you know, God God cares so much about our souls and stuff. That's why I was telling Rachel. Rachel used to, used to laugh at me all the time. Because I, I always repeat this to Rachel all the time. I'm like, no matter how many times somebody treats you, even me, you know, just because I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I mean, you know, whatever you want to call a prophet or whatever you want to say that, 
just because I'm like that, if I have done anything against God's children, God will rebuke me. He will bring. God is not, doesn't show favoritism. He has justice for the things that we do, for the actions that we cause somebody, whether we're causing somebody to grieve or whatever it is. That's why sometimes that causes me to forgive easily because I'm like, yeah, I don't want, <laughs> you know, I don't want whatever it is that person was supposed to, you know, whatever they were supposed to get. Say, for instance, God was supposed to rebuke that person. And guess what? Because you are the one who's not getting it. And then you want to be offended or whatever. Whatever sin was supposed to go on that person just goes on you. It's a dynamics, the law of God. You have to understand the law of God. Ezekiel reminds you, son of man, you know, go warn this person. If they don't understand what they're saying, the sin is going to be on you, and then you're going to be, that's what God says, it's going to be on you and on you again. Not on, it's going to be on them, plus you are going to get the devil sin that they got. Does that make sense? I'm like, hey, you know, because you didn't do the right thing. So those are things that we have to understand. You know, God is so faithful. God is so good. Okay? He's so good. So in order to know who God is, you have to know his word and know his nature. Know the nature of God and know the nature of Jesus. Know the nature of the Holy Spirit. But you do know that they are three in one, right? We know that. But know what roles they play in your life. So that way they can um, help you navigate through life. You know, the Holy Spirit leads us. Uh, Christ gives us authority and dominion over, you know, the things of the world. The Father, you know, he's our everything. He's, he passes all everything that we need. He's our lover, our protector, you know, all those things that we always missing, you know. He's the love, which is Jesus, you know. The Father is the love, you know. God tells us all the time, God is love. So... Those are things that you have to understand. So this is the end. Um, did anybody have anything last round? <laughs> so it's like, aren't you done already? <laughs> so that's it. And um, yeah, I hope you guys learned something from this whole thing. And we are going to ask the Holy Spirit to just move and bring healing to our hearts. Okay, I feel like we always get stuffy. Does anybody have any prayer requests? Anything that they're suffering from? Suffering. <laughs> yeah, we are suffering. We're all safe. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, ask the uh, judge give me a uh, favor. Favor. That I'll finally get a computer. Mm-hmm. Like you. Like me. And everyone. Oh. Because I'm the only one with that one. Okay. It was like when I was the only one with that phone. <laughs> <laughs> you know how long I didn't have a phone book? I know. You wanna know? 11th grade. Whoa, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't scare him like that. Well, it's yeah, it's a new generation. Yeah, yeah. I used to be a pit, no. As in, um, 10th grade, I didn't have no phone. I had somebody use their phone. Like, people had a cell phone in that day. Yeah. I, I had a cell phone when I was younger. Flip phones. <laughs> you I flip phone. <laughs> I had an eraser. Don't get caught with that these days. <laughs> nope. Like, is that a flip phone? Is that a cell phone? But then you want the nice. Isn't it new razors? Oh, yeah, the, the ones that are flip and touch screen at the same time. Yeah, they just showed them in the dramas. Oh, cringe. That's a good endorsement. <laughs> yeah, anything else? Yes. But the only thing I, I always tell people, I'm like, you always have to understand, life is not guaranteed. That's one thing I always tell people. I'm like, life is not guaranteed because my auntie just died, you know, when she was young. You know, we've seen a lot of people die this year, so I'm just like, whatever. 
it, it has become the new norm, but to understand that, that if you don't live a life fully surrendered, you are not going to, when you face judgment day, you know, as vague as everything sounds like, everything perishes, everything that we desire, everything that we want, you know, your life should be very intentional in glorifying God. Like, we should be intentional about glorifying God in everything that we do, the way we speak, you know, our actions, everything else like that. It shouldn't be a, a, a obligation, but it should be the love that we have for Christ. Okay? Like, let it be not a mandate where you just feel like you've got to do something. Let it be the love that God draws in you and he puts in you by himself to move through and knowing that you are loving God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Like, you know, Deuteronomy tells us, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. <coughs> so that's the way it is. It should be like that. Do you really love God? to give him honor and how we honor is submitting to one another you know in Christ Jesus you know the other part and so that's the way it looks like it's all about fellowship and loving God it's not perfect trust me sometimes I'm like I don't want to be next to you guys I tell Rachel sometimes I'm like I don't want to be here like I don't want to be here I don't be next to you like you know that kind of thing because it's just the nature like for me I feel people's feelings so I'd rather be by myself in my little corner because I don't want to feel the emotions that everybody's feeling so I'm just like, I just want to be by myself. But no, you know, God hasn't called us to be by ourselves. That's the enemy's trap. God has called us to be in communion with others and fellowship with one another. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, if we can get our stuff, we can, you know, I have so many fears. I think I just tell Rachel, she just listens. <laughs> like I just put her over there on the spot and then I just, yeah, 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 the whole time. So, you know. You know, I might look like I got it all together. I don't got it all together. That's why I like to put my life out there to know that everybody else, you don't have to have a perfect life, but you have to know God. Okay? Know Jesus for yourself. And he's good. So we are going to pray. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, we just thank you. We just worship you in this moment. We just give you all the glory for you are worthy and that you are mighty, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for tonight. We thank you, Lord God, that you move according to your word, that you know everything that we need in each time and each season, oh God. Father God, we pray, Lord God, that your Holy Spirit is moving in our lives, oh God. That he's moving to help us and cultivate us into your word, into your will, oh God. For you are the God who wills and does what we're supposed to do um, for ourselves as we, as we are commissioned in this world to bring the gospel, my Father God, to anybody who needs it, oh my Father God. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray right now, Lord God, that you may just equip us, oh God, to have a purpose, oh God, that that we have a mission, oh God, to bring the gospel to people, my Father God, and that we are, you know, Jesus in the flesh, oh my Father God, and that we are supposed to be like him, oh God, to show the love, to submit to one another, oh God, in fellowship and communion to one another, oh God, to bring honor to each other, oh my Father God, in our, in our conduct, oh my Father God, in our conversations, oh my Father God, in the way we live our lives, oh God. Father God, every day we're supposed to die to our flesh, oh God. Holy Spirit, we just ask you, Lord God, that you may just help us, oh God, submit to you all the days of our lives, oh God. Father God, give us a purpose, give us um, 
you know, understanding, oh God, we just thank you, Lord God, for the love of God, oh God. Holy Spirit, we just pray, Lord God, that may your word not fall on deaf ears, oh my Father God. We just ask you, Lord God, that you may just help us, oh God, learn from everything, oh my Father God. Learn from each other's lives, oh God, so that we can pursue you with all our hearts, mind, and soul, God. So we can pursue you in holiness, oh God. Father God, help us to be people that are not ashamed of the gospel, my Father God. Help us to live a life that is pleasing and honoring, oh God. Father God, that when we get to um, when we get on judgment day, my Father God, that we'll have confidence, oh God, in Christ Jesus, oh God, to know that that we live the life that was pleasing and worthy in your sight, oh my Father God. Father God, Holy Spirit, we just pray right now, Lord God. Let me just bring it to our hearts, oh God. Father God, we just come surrendering every thing, oh God, that we are weak at, my Father God. Help us, oh God, to navigate our lives with you, oh God, to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, oh God, in righteousness, oh my Father God. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God. We come against every lie of the enemy, oh God. We come against every uh, hindering spirit, of your spirit, any demonic force, oh God. We come against any authorities, any rulers of darkness, oh God, any evil powers in the heavenly place on my father God father God we just thank you Lord God for the blood of Jesus we thank you Lord God for everything that you do in our lives oh God we just commit um deuce into your hands oh god we just ask you oh god that there is nothing impossible to you my father god father god that before we even spoke these words before we even uttered the words of my father god for your word says be anxious for nothing but in everything with thanksgiving make a request known to you oh god father god we just pray right now oh god in this situation oh god we pray for divine favor oh god we pray lord jesus even the people that are going to be looking at his case oh god father in the mighty name of jesus Christ, ultimately that you are the authority of my father god that you are the ruler and judge of all things of my father god we come against every hand of darkness oh god we come against every evil eye of my father god we come against every um spirit of my father god that that is trying to work against his case oh god father god we just command your angels oh god to move and aid in that situation my father god Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for divine favor. We thank you, Lord God, that we walk in you, O God. For your word says that when we acknowledge you, Jesus Christ, O God, that you will favor us and that you will have your hand upon us in Jesus' name, according to Psalms 91, O God. Father God, we pray right now, Lord God, for truth. We thank you, Lord God, for an expected end through this um, um, uh, court case of my Father God. We thank you, Lord God, that your divine hand, your divine favor is upon that case of my Father God. We are received by the authority of Jesus Christ through the blood of Jesus Christ, O God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything, O God, for you are worthy and that you are mighty in Jesus' name. Father God, we just pray for Seth, O my Father God. We thank you, Lord God, for even the desires of his heart, O my Father God. We just ask you, Lord God, and acknowledge, O my Father God, for the finances that he needs, O God. 
to get that laptop of my father God. We just thank you, Lord God. That you understand that his needs of my father God. We thank you, Lord God, for the provision that you've given for this laptop of my father God. For you care. We thank you, Lord God, for your mighty hand. We just thank you, Lord God, for the laptop of my Father God and the finances that are needed, Lord God, to purchase that laptop of my Father God. We thank you, Lord God, for each and every person that is presenting right now, God. Every struggle that we're struggling with, oh God, we just ask you right now, Lord God, that you may just create in us a clean heart, oh God, a clean mind, oh God. Help us, oh God, be in right standing with you, oh God. Help us, oh God, seek your word, oh my Father God. Help us, oh God, to renew our minds in Christ Jesus, oh my Father God. We just thank you, oh God. We come against every spirit, oh my Father God. We pray, oh God, that we walk in authority, that we walk in freedom in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, oh God. We come against any spirit of uh, entanglement, oh my Father God. Confusion, oh God. Father God, help us, O oh God, to walk in the full authority of Jesus Christ, O oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, O oh God, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Glass is missed.